Owen here. I just wanted to jump in at the start of this episode. This is a conversation between me and my good friend Patty, who recently finished an album. There's no Thomas on this one, so it's a bit of a bonus episode. And you'll hear a few tracks from the album throughout the episode. You'll hear the title track, Occupying Space, to start things off. Then Time, uh, that comes on around when we start talking about the album. And the final track, Every Day, will finish off the episode. So I hope you enjoy, and maybe there'll be more episodes like this in the future. Uh, Good luck. Yes, lad. Whew. That was a lot of technical difficulties there. Thank fuck. Worth the wait. This fucking Max man, they're shit, hey? <laughs> I love how they just like, it says on the Discord website too, they're just like, ah, it's a problem. We can't fix it. So good luck. <laughs> <laughs> I, You're on I, your I, own so, there, buddy. <laughs> uh, 
I was going into every setting in detail. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Just fucking piece of shit. Which, although, I suppose if there was a problem that we could have fixed, we would have fixed it because we went everywhere. <laughs> yeah. If it was possible and to the, fix it, we would have got there. <laughs> the thing about it was, um, I was starting to uh, doubt my SM7B. I was like, no way. This is not happening. <laughs> I would never let you down. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Fuck! But <sighs> I'll right, know for a game. There. Set up the windows, and then we'll get this yeah. thing rocking. Thanks, Bill Gates. We got you, man. <laughs> Getting us out of another jam. <laughs> All right. Feel feels good. <laughs> yeah, it actually does. You can actually hear properly and speak properly. Yeah, and only two hours behind schedule, but sure, that's grand. We've got all night, baby. <laughs> for fucking rock stars, man. That's uh, that's early for us. <laughs> uh, do, uh, have you ever heard the story about uh, Guns N' Roses? They were meant to be on uh, the pyramid stage at uh, uh, Glastonbury. And they would say they were meant to start at um, 9 o'clock and be finished by 11 because all the sound... You know, they have to shut the, shut the whole thing down at 11 o'clock. Yeah. They didn't come out to 5 to 11, and they played a 90-minute set, and they were fined a £1,000 a minute <laughs> for every minute. They were on after 11 o'clock. A minute? Fuck. A minute. <laughs> oh, when was this? What, so, do you know what? what, what huh? Uh, I'm, I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure. I, uh, I need to check like, it out. In their later years, Axl Rose was notorious for that carry-on. Like there was riots at uh, Guns N' Roses gigs and all. Like there's a famous one where he like he would refuse to come out for for some reason. It's like things weren't right for him, and then he came out like maybe an hour or two late. And then he seen someone in the crowd with a camera, and he demanded there be no cameras. So then he like threw a fit, and then they stopped playing, and then everything just went to shit. People were like people were waiting for hours, and then and then he came on and was like actually now we're not playing, and fucking mayhem ensued. But yeah, he used to always pull that carry on. He was very high maintenance, wasn't he? <laughs> it's a nice way to put it. <laughs> uh, there's a part in Slash's book where he uh, he says that you know he woke up on it must have been Slash's house and it was his grandma's house, sorry, and he must have woke up naked on the on the sofa, and obviously Slash's grandma must have been like, oh here, you know, you have a word with that boy. So they were driving in the car. And halfway down the road, he was like, yeah, yeah, you know, Axel, you know, you got to at least put on some pants or something, you know, and if you're, if you're going to sleep in the sofa. And he never even answered him. He just opened the car door and fucking jumped out as the car was rolling. <laughs> I'd never seen him for three weeks after that. <laughs> fucking diva. Absolutely. <laughs> but like myself. <laughs> Or, or sorry, should I say a bit like a Mac? Oh, everything seems just right, and then even still, it might not, might not go on. <laughs> Fuck sake, okay. but so how's life? So, been? man, what's the crack with you? Oh, good, man. Fucking back in the lockdown, but you're having beers with the mates, so it's not so bad. I know it's the precious, mate, uh, precious time that we get, huh? Well, this. I know, uh, right? Um, shit that's going on, but I've uh, been very productive in lockdown. 
I love it. That's good, yeah. Mm. Have you been able to maintain that productivity the whole time, or? Um, at the start, it was like, uh, like really motivated, and yeah, started you know doing shit, and then you would get, you would get one thing done, and then you feel like. I, I wish somebody was here to pat me in the back and be like, well, Tom Paddy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, it's hard to. Well, it's great. Yeah, it's hard, it's hard to know why you're doing it sometimes because you can't play um, a gig or whatever. It's like, what, why am I doing this again? <laughs> I know, but it was like the one of the first things I did was I learned how to do Rubik's Cube, how to complete a Rubik's Cube. Oh, yeah. And uh, nice one. I spent spent ages and ages and ages and then eventually got it. And you know, there's just uh, just the basic system. It takes me about fucking just uh, un- just under four minutes to do one now, like. But it's the basic system. There's no algorithms or anything like that. It's building from the bottom to the top and finishing it off, like. But yeah. I felt the sense of achievement. I was like, I can do a Rubik's cube now. Might not be this fast <laughs> as some of you can do it in seven seconds, but I can fucking do it. Class. So <laughs> that worth worth then after about three days. <laughs> I was like, "What am I going to do now? Let's build a studio. <laughs> just keep doing, just keep doing Rubik's cubes. <laughs> there's so many, so many ways it can get jumbled up, <laughs> and there's only so many one ways I can put it together. <laughs> <laughs> but I then I decided to go hard at the studio, build the studio. So nice one. Mm. Yeah, like I definitely when lockdown started, I was like, oh, class, I've got all this time to do stuff. And, but yeah, it's hard to keep that kind of keep that up, like you're saying. It's, definitely um, had a bit of a lull there then for a few months, but I think I'm back on that, back on that horse again. I think, I think one of the main th- things is to um, actually acknowledge the achievement, you know what I mean? Where it's, you know, reading a book or, you know, for, for myself, it was like, you know, getting back into writing again and, you know, relearning mm. a lot of stuff that I had, you know, previously learned and trying to yeah. better myself at things. And, and um, I think it was sort of sitting back and going, well, you know, I'm extremely grateful that, you know, I read that book and taking the time to actually, you know, something I have never done since school is actually sit down and read a book cover to cover and then yeah. you know you finish one book and it's like fuck i forgot how good reading was and it's like i'm gonna oh, read yeah, another man. book reading's class <laughs> you know, so. um i i hear a lot of people talking about you know oh you know the book's better than the film and i'm like yeah fuck you know fuck off like you know we all know you read books like fucking good for you yeah but I, you know, I read, um, what did I read? Um, oh, shit, what was it called? Uh, oh, it'll come back to me. Oh, sorry, it was like um, the the Sacred Blood, or sorry, the Sacred Bones right. and the Sacred Blood. It's a, it's a series by Michael Byrne. Um, it's kind of like the Da Vinci Code. And as I was reading, like it took me seven times to read that the sacred bones which is the first book in the series uh because every time i went to read it like i was trying to read it at night time and i was like reading half a page and fucking falling asleep because my brain activity just wasn't keeping up so yeah. whenever i got st- stuck in it, i was like oh shit you know what i mean like 
if the Da Vinci Code is half the book that this is, fuck, I may read read the Da Vinci Code, like you know, because the, de- <laughs> the did detail is going to. Yeah. Mm. I read the, the first Da Vinci Code. It, it is a very fun, like just like action packed kind of. There's not like, I don't know. You might not get much out of it on a deeper level, but it's definitely a fun read. Is that the same with these books? It's, but it's it's, oh, the I think it's the, you know, the way in a film, like like there's only so much they can show visually that um, yeah, that you know makes you sort of go oh fuck that's class, but like it's it's behind yeah. the mind of the person that's telling the yeah. story or the the character and you know how they can build it up like i you know i i know it sounds pretty basic for you know maybe somebody that's more indie reading and they're thinking like ah yeah fucking look at you fucking only learn that at 31 years of age you know but i was <laughs> like fuck you know this is this is intense like there's a lot of there's a lot of yeah. going on here so i can i can fully understand now how people yeah. can you know, see, oh yes, the book's far better, and it's like, well, I suppose, yeah. You know, whenever you go, get into every character's mind and then how they tell yeah, the that's story, great. It's like something else. It's like the thing is, if if you're trying to do that in a movie, you kind of have to use like imagery, and like you have to you have to like come up with creative ways to express that. Well, when a book, you can just get right into someone's head space. Mm-hmm. Or like in a movie, it might be like a wee. Uh, a thing an uh, expression they make or maybe the filmmaker will try and like visualize something that relates to this or in a book you can just get right into that like experience it's yeah it's great mm. like i i've right. been like i i really like um reading like historic fiction historical fiction for that reason because like when you read when you're reading about a different time period but from the point of view of a specific character it's like you really get this feeling of like oh this is what it was like to live at that time that it's you don't really get through any other medium i don't think i that's definitely um and i was i was going to say there just you know like you see in a lot of films they have like you know a narrator or like like that voice inside their head yeah. to cover some of those issues as well but I yeah. get what you're saying there, you know, especially in that Sacred Bones, it's, it's kind of loosely based on, you know, actual characters and, you know, they they talk a lot about, you know, different religions. So, like, they have to sort of keep mm-hmm. that to the letter of the law and then they can fictionalize okay. whatever they want after that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, no, that's good. But, Bit of grinding, you know, like. So, I, it's definitely good, no, yeah, and... Um, I would definitely, I would highly recommend uh, reading them because, um, they are they're quite intense. I I would say intense. Mm. <laughs> Not so bad. Mm. Yeah, like I was saying. So to you, I was saying to you yesterday. I think it was was it that uh, the library was closed and like I've been been really using the library a lot, and uh, they're closed as of yesterday for. Or we're back in level four, and user user in the same kind of boat are you? You know this man. I've stopped Only watching the news. business and stuff. Yeah, that's fair enough. I I literally like I get all my updates from people telling me stuff now because see whenever yeah. this all started, like well, the lockdown just before St Patrick's Day, I fucking but I remember I was meant to come down to you guys and we were meant to do the music video. Yeah, and then we were supposed the, to play a gig. That, and we were meant uh, to play on the Saturday. Yeah. yeah. So 
that that the, Wednesday, yeah, was like the the day before everything locked down. Yeah, so obviously Logan took sick oh, on the yeah, Wednesday, and that's it, right. And I, I was like, oh, you know, Emma's got shit on. I have to stay at home here with Wayne. You were like, I no bore, but um, I yeah, started. It wouldn't have I been got, worth your trip anyway. It was <laughs> 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 a bit of a mess, but sure. I was sure we'll learn from the end things, um, <laughs> but uh, I started watching the news and I got mm-hmm. sucked. And I mean, the anxiety and fear and sheer, I was like panicking. I was like, I thought yeah, it was man. going to take a panic attack. I got that sucked into it. That's all it does. It like... took me, uh, they create this fear factor and it really scares and the shit out of people. And you have to go back. Which, right. like I, I so, remember, I, I remember uh, a bit of a tangent, but I remember like last Christmas, we were like yeah. sitting around having a nice day with the family and my mum was like, oh, go and put on the news there. And I just remember thinking, I was like, how can you watching the news right now possibly like benefit this day? It's like we're having a nice quiet day, yeah. just the family, eating food, listening to music, just chilled. Why would we put on the news and be like, oh, people died or like, it's just going to be like, there's no, there's no benefit. <laughs> I know it's all dim and gloom, isn't it really? Yeah. You're not going to turn it on and be like, everything's fine. <laughs> it's like, yeah. there's literally no reason. And anyway, another an bit. On there. <laughs> no, I totally understand because, you know, like it was every day. And if I wasn't watching the news, I was on my phone looking up shit. And it's like, there's that much bullshit, obviously, fake news online. And like, I was reading everything yeah. they do with COVID. And all I was reading was, oh my God, there's fucking 100,000 people dead, or this is dead, and everybody's dead. And I was like, what the fuck am I going to do here? I was like, if we catch this, we're going to die. Or if somebody, you yeah. know, somebody I know catches this, we're going to die. I was like, it's going to be really sad. And I was completely thinking of all the negative aspects of everything that was going on. So it took me about, after, I'm going to say about a full week, I was like, right, I really need to, you know, I really need to stop watching the news here because this is really fucking with my mental health. So I'm going to say it was the following, probably Friday or Saturday, I was like, right, that's it, enough. So I then started being like, I really need to start set goals and targets here because if I'm mm-hmm. sitting around the house all day, I need to fucking do something other than fucking watch all the doom and gloom that's happening in the world. Um, yeah. And I, I'm going to tell you, you know, I would say I, for a, for, a, for a period of about a, maybe a month, maybe two months actually, whenever I was writing songs, it always seemed to relate back to the situation that we're in because, yeah, you know, it, it, my my writing just led that way, and I, I couldn't stop myself. So I'm yeah. going to say I have about maybe seven or eight different verses where I've just sidetracked them and it's just like right i really need to get this out of my system so let's yeah. just write let's just write them all get yeah, them out d- there and if anything good comes of it then i'll stick it on a track but i didn't i, never yeah, I, de- did. I definitely experienced that at the start for sure it was just mm-hmm. like it was so like all encompassing at the start it was just like i like i didn't really write it in songs but i did write like a short story kind of um on the whole yeah. idea of like a, the world ending, basically. <laughs> uh, you you sent it to me. Remember, oh, I, I sent you that today. Yeah, so remember, oh, yeah. I made the wee, the wee sort of. Oh fuck, I. <laughs> I, fuck, have I forgot all about mm. that. 
Mm. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. I must make a note of that. I completely forgot. <laughs> I, I, uh, I love that. I love that story. It was class. But then that was right in the moment. That was another one of those things. I was just like, I can really get to this. Like, I, you know, I was trying to visualize sound and placement. Yeah. It was like, I was trying to, I was trying to create the visual within my mind with the sounds that was going on and all the different effects mm-hmm. and stuff throughout the story. It was brilliant, actually. It was really, really good, man. It was really well written. So I, I would definitely go back to that and I completely have a look at forgot it. about that that's, see that's the thing I think like I had that kind of outburst at the start and then I had a bit of a lull yeah and yeah I completely forgot about all about sending that yeah. to you and and you doing a recording and everything sweet I must do something with that put it on the podcast uh, or something I do definitely definitely but yeah even like this podcast came out of that because it could something me and Thomas have been talking about for ages because mm-hmm. he's down in Galway and I'm up here and we just wanted to like make time to have a, a chat like once a week or whenever, once every two weeks maybe, whenever it was. And then yeah. when lockdowns that happened, it was like, okay, let's actually do this. And I was saying to Thomas last night, it was the first first one we recorded since like August. Yeah. And I was saying it was fitting that like this is the first day we're back into level four and it's also the first day we go back to recording. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like... <laughs> getting our priorities right or whatever because <laughs> our last couple were were during when they're summer and we were actually able to be face to face and it was it was nice like and yeah so now it's like getting real again and <laughs> getting back to the back to I work think <laughs> i think it's it's kind of worse this time now because people have that's you know they already went through one stage yeah and then it was we like saw the in, light for a the second there. summer it was in the yeah. middle of the summer and it was like like the weather was pretty good and everybody was kind of, oh, this is not so bad. You know, we're having good spells of weather and, you know, this lockdown thing. But coming into winter, mm-hmm. you know, dark mornings, dark nights, people are just like fucking dim and gloom. Yeah. But there's a. It's yeah, it's like it's like we thought we were coming out of it. And now it just seems so much worse to go back. Mm. Although, like, I think like. I think I'm. I'm glad that like I've made as much as I could of my summer and seen friends whenever I could and everything. And it has kind of helped me myself. It's like, I I can be like, here, you got a summer. It wasn't so bad. Didn't get to go all the festivals and everything and all the usual carry on, but still had some good times. So it's like, I don't know, kind of, I'm trying to keep that as like fuel (laughs) for this next one. But it's, it's one of those things you have to just acknowledge, change your mindset and you know what can i do like okay i can't do this and i can't do that but like what can i do you know and for me mm-hmm. that's why i just i was like right it's time to go full hardcore on something that i've always really wanted to do and yeah now it's like right well i know i can do it and i can make the time for it and specifically you know make the plan for whatever needs to be done. So I just sat down and was like, right. I started watching, I tell you this, just this is kind of sidetracking, but yeah. you ever heard of a guy called Gary V? No, I don't think so. By the way, we're very good at sidetracking on this a, podcast, so don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> There's a guy called Gary so V. Just be called sidetrack. Who, uh, <laughs> um, 
Yeah, it's, it's like the sidekicks. Nope, we're sidetrack. <laughs> um, it's all sidetrack. Gary is no like other a, track. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the this is like the B side. This is where the sidetracks have sidetracks. <laughs> <laughs> the sidetracks are the main event. <laughs> yeah. We're just going in circles um, here. <laughs> so, anyway, yes, we v. are. <laughs> Gary Gary V is like um he's like an I'm gonna say he's like an inspirational speaker, but Okay. He's, he's not one of those ones where it's like, uh, not, well, I would say more nah. in a, um, it's more real about it. It's like, you know, it's not yeah. like, oh, you know, you can change your dream it's not, it's not and, you know, do all this kind of thing. Like, he, he's, he's like, he's lays it out uh, yeah. in, as, in simplest terms as possible. You know, it's like, well, if this is the problem, you know, where's the solution? You know, so if you find yeah. yourself sitting on your ass, every day of the week and you're depressed out of your mind, well, you know, how about trying and get out of the house? See if that helps. You know, why, why don't you go for a small walk you know, or, yeah. you know, try and change your mindset to, you know, to stop looking at the negative kind of things and try and see the positive in every negative if if possible. You yeah. know what I mean? Obviously, everybody has good days and bad days, but... Um, yeah. So I started watching a lot of his stuff and, like, he's mad into, like, his... You know, he's an entrepreneur and and mm-hmm. he just, he grew, you know, grew in investments and stuff like that. There. Um, he sounds like, right, kind of like the guy that I need to latch on to. He sounds kind of like the guy that I would talk about a lot, Ryan Holiday. He's like, mm-hmm. he, he kind of came up, um, he was like in like uh, media marketing and stuff like that there. And But now he's like big into philosophy and writes all these books on stoicism and all. But he would also like do talks on like how to, like you'd go to colleges and stuff and do these kind of talks of like just sounds like a similar kind of similar kind of guy yeah. where he like uses experience and uh, uh it, well that he he does use experience yeah i have to say that um but one of the main things that he does do is he anybody can have a goal or a dream Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, well, you have to, you know, go and work your nine to five to, you know, to sort out financial things. And then it was like, well, if you're working from nine o'clock to five o'clock and then you come home and you get something to eat, it was like, you should be spending the next four hours, you know, working on what you really want to do, you know, whether it be learning in college or online courses or, you know, whatever yeah. it was like you know pretty much you know laying out the, all the stuff that you already know but it's sometimes yeah. whenever somebody else says it you're like oh fuck yeah you know i didn't really think yeah about that. it's it is really helpful to like have a like I t- i've talked about that before on the podcast about having people like that that you can that you can just kind of resign yourself to looking at them instead instead of being completely like driving yourself and be like okay this guy he's clearly a smart guy he's got these points it's like i can look to him for wisdom instead of having to come up with all these answers myself mm-hmm. and uh yeah, definitely i was gonna say something else here but i've forgotten but sure you go ahead <laughs> hi so oh yeah i was gonna say like um, people talk about um 
when they're going to, it's like people are like, oh, someday I'll, I'll write a book or whatever it is. Like, and they're like dreaming of this time when they're, they're going to have all this free time. But you're not, free time never comes. So you got to use the, the, the hour here or the 15 minutes there that you get to work on these dreams. Like, yeah, it's never, you're never going to suddenly have two weeks to fill these things. You got to, yeah. you got to chip away all the time. It's make, 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 making use of the spare time that what you have, you know, instead of yeah. sitting down and, and you probably have a lot more than you realize. Four episodes of Netflix. Exactly. Mm. It's like, oh, I can't do that now. I've, I've got uh, Breaking Bad to watch. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. You've got time. You're just not uh, using it. I know. And it's, it's, it's so funny, like, you know, because. Whenever I was hearing a lot all this kind of stuff, and then I was sitting down to watch some TV, I was like, "I feel bad for watching TV now. I should be doing something." <laughs> Shit. Yeah, like, yeah, that was the thing that I um, that I like actually the thing that really helped me get back into into things again. Yeah, I read this book. Um, I think I've talked about it in the last like three times I've recorded this on this podcast, but sure, here's the fourth. <laughs> it's the the War of Art, and it's all about oh, identify, yeah. Yeah. identifying resistance. And like, yeah, the, like the first mm. I read it, I read like a wee bit one one day. I was like on a Friday, I think, and like it's just all about like whenever the thing that like stops you from whenever you're coming up with excuses or whatever instead of doing the thing. And like I read a couple of pages and then I went to like, I was like, oh, I just want to chill now and watch something on YouTube or whatever. And I put it on and I yeah. felt like, I was like, it was so, even just reading those few pages just became so clear, like that I'm I'm wasting time now. And I was like, oh, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's great yeah. to have those reminders. And like you're saying, to have someone to listen to, it's like the same when you're reading it in a book like that. And it's like, here are the fucking facts. Stop, <laughs> stop wasting time and get to work. I know. Uh, I, like, I just... Some of the things that I've sort of learned over uh, the period of time that we've been in this sort of um, episode of fucking miserable um, <laughs> is, is whenever you sit down, and you're like, but it's so hard whenever you get a, a good series or something and you're just like, I'm going to watch another one. I have, I, if, I, yeah. if I watch one more, that means I'll get five hours sleep before the weighing gets up. <laughs> It's like, yeah. uh, it's it's totally worth it. <laughs> and it's not all bad doing those things too. Like, no, like there's the a balance. I, yeah. Like, cause I definitely, there's the whole idea of like feeding, feeding the unconscious. Have you heard this? Nope. It's like, you need to be taking stuff in. Like you can't create anything if you've got nothing to draw from. True. And you can use your own experiences or you can use movies or documentaries. I find can be really inspirational sometimes or books yeah. or TV shows or whatever. It's like all that stuff's going in and going into your your like subconscious mind somewhere. And then when you go to create, you can draw from that again. So it's like, it's not all wasted time, but like you mm -hmm. said, balance is the key. That's true. Yeah. Big time. Uh, it, it, again, this is where, you know, books come in, you know what I mean? Uh, mm -hmm. Because the way we, uh, an author can write from you know third person perspective or mm -hmm. you know talk about a completely different character you know what i mean they're not talking about themselves they create they create a character 
based on maybe somebody they know mm-hmm. or based on fiction. You know, they can it can be whatever they want. But like that creativity doesn't just, you know, pop up. I just remember Seth Rogen saying whenever he was making Family Guy and Quagmire, yeah. the voice of the voice of Quagmire, you know what I mean? He was like Seth uh, you know, Seth his McFarlane. Dad, or Seth McFarlane, sorry, Seth McFarlane. And um he was like, uh his hit you know, Seth's dad used to bring him like these old nineteen forties like uh tapes. But it was like all the advertisements and it was because the microphones were so bad. Well, the microphones were weren't as good as what they are today. Um yeah. and all the voices, didn't matter who it was, all sounded the same. And that's where the, the uh, yeah. my voiceover came from. It's like that um is it from those like um commentators? Like the radio ads. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and like uh, like sports commentators now, it's like okay, yeah. and now we got this. It's like that kind of. Right. And it, yeah, like they would all, always have those. Yeah, they all it's like sound you see the it, same. Yeah, it's like when you watch like uh, old like um, TV shows like from like when like black and white TV shows. It's like all the presenters sound the same. They're doing this weird performative voice. Yeah, and it's like the you know like the transatlantic uh, accent. Do you know that? No. It's like no. um what do you call the doll? Uh, Audrey Hepburn, is it? Yeah. Like she would have used it all the time. It's like it'd be in like Casablanca and everything. And it was this invented accent where uh American actors and actresses would put on a slight like British twang to their voice because they yeah. see they thought seen that as being more like performative and more and more proper and more like um like i guess like just what you're supposed to sound like so there's the transatlantic accent is this like it's not from any specific place but it's like a bit of british and a bit of american and like a lot of those old movies just have it and yeah it's, it's interesting mm. like just became really popular but i think just pop i think it might have been like a certain vocal coach or something popularized it and then it just became in all those uh movies for a specific time period yeah for a good time period yeah Aye, you can definitely see why they would do that. Like, you get stuck on one thing, and then if it sounds good, good, then they just sell yeah. the shit out of it. I think it was like coming from because it would have been like the first movies that had talking in it, and they would have been looking back to theater and stuff, and they would have been taking inspiration from that. Whereas now, like you look at acting, and it's all about being as raw and like. Uh, as real as possible, but they were still coming from a the- theatrical performative thing. It's yeah. not about being completely real, it's about being a bit um eccentric. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> Aye. Wait, where were we? Crazy. Which sidetrack were we on there? <laughs> um uh Quagmire I, was ta- voice. I, ta- I was I was talking about how, you know, people are you know being creative. Oh yeah. And you know how you're feeding you your mind with inspiration, things. yeah. Mm. But it, it does, and I think that's what really helped me um, get over the whole dim and gloom of you know that week of um, listening to the news and watching all the dim and gloom that was going on. Yeah. I was like, right, I really need, I really need to focus on something other than you know death. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to put it on a that's better, I was gonna say better to way. As well, but... Something I was going to say to you about the news as well. Like, yeah, I'd, like mm-hmm. I would have the 
I've got the radio that wakes to wake me up every morning and I, I get like the news headlines and that's it. I don't bother seeking anything out else out then. I've got enough to be like, okay, this is what's going on in the world. <laughs> or not even the world, because it's just an Irish radio station. So it's like what's going on in Ireland? It's like I know it's like okay, we're going into level four. It's like those kind of the important facts and then yeah. I can go about my day. I don't need to look up any more fucking doom and gloom, like you said. Oh, it's like I've got I've got the ba- I've got the basics, I'm grand. <laughs> <laughs> have enough dim and gloom for one day like there, there's really no there is no need though like because if you just like it's like you got the facts it's like you can wait till tomorrow and get the to get the new update it's like you don't need to be seeking out more horror <laughs> definitely not no i think it's uh it's just a, a sad case of affairs that like we all get sucked in and like the amount of people that are you know really it's really damaging to their mental health and maybe yeah, have a really bad track record of mental health, you know, up until that point, and it just does not help. Whenever all you see every single day is all the negative, you know, and the images that they're showing of hospitals and all that, it's like, oh my god, this needs to stop. Like, you know, they really did go for the fear factor, and like every day, it's like the same images replayed over and over and over, and it's just, oh man, it's just not good. What were you saying oh. there? I, I, it cut out a bit for me there. Oh, sorry. Um, I was just saying, health. like, the, um, you know, like, people that are suffering from, you know, maybe mental health before this all happened, like, all, yeah. seeing all that, you know, probably didn't help. Well, it, it most definitely didn't help other people yeah. that are suffering, you know, seeing all the, the images yeah. that they were showing and all that there. Yeah, well, like, it's funny you said that, actually, because I was joking to my friend there the other day, and I was saying, like, you know, because like, even if you if you have no mental health problems, you're probably going to yeah. be suffering from something. And I was joking, saying that, like, can you imagine if you never had, like, an existential crisis before, and then this happened, and you have all this time with your thoughts? You'd be fucked. Mm-hmm. At least we've had some yeah. practice. <laughs> <laughs> We've been doing this shit all the time. Fuck's <laughs> sake! Uh, but yeah, you said you um, kind of feeds the the creative. Sorry, it kind of uh, the all the you were saying there. You know, we've been dealing with this all the time. But like anybody that's creative, you know, yeah. uh, they go through a stage yeah. where you know it's you know the the it just used the. Feed their creativity and the songwriting or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. But uh yeah, you're saying you he started working on stuff then and like I was saying to in a previous podcast to Thomas that like I like there was a, a period when I was like really feeling really down. I was just like didn't know what was wrong. And then going back to the war of art, he actually described exactly how I felt in that book. I was like, just felt like down and like, I don't know what was, I don't know, I couldn't place this thing. And he basically said that like the reason that you're feeling that way is because you're not acting on your like creative purpose that you know you should be doing. It's like you keep putting it off. And I was like, holy shit. But the problem is like, once you get into those like shitty feeling, it's so hard. Like for me anyway, I'd like, I'd be like, oh, I can't work on this song today. I just don't feel up to it. But the problem is, If you did just force yourself to do a wee bit of work, then you'd feel better. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, it's a terrible, horrible loop to to get into. But 
it is the answer like to just sit down and try and work on something one page you know like yeah stuff so like that give yourself like, some give yourself kind of some kind of wee parameter write a page small one. Work, work for work mm. for 15 minutes something like that yeah. allow yourself to do mm. something that's shit as well i think that's yeah <laughs> allow yourself to be like this might be crap but i'll do it that helps too another good one was um whenever you're feeling like uh you know i don't feel like writing that song or i don't feel like you know writing that book or you know um uh you know how would i do that it's it's actually sitting and thinking to yourself but but why do i feel like this you know why mm -hmm. why am i why am i feeling so negative about writing this song? do i actually want to write this song or is there something else that needs to be you know that needs to be focused on here before i need to write this song um it's yeah. it's, it's finding the the sole purpose for why you're feeling like that in that certain moment because i it's usually laziness it's usually like uh i just want my fucking bar because i'm too fucking lazy to do this and that was yeah. my problem most of the time there's a thing too that's uh stephen pressfield he's the guy i wrote that book he talks about like um you can use your resistance to identify what you should be doing as well like if you're getting a lot of resistance against doing this thing then then maybe that's what you should be doing like because i was working on a song like I, I basically had two song ideas in my head and there's one that i was like i felt like i couldn't do it yet and the other mm -hmm. one i was like i'll do this instead but then i was like no that means that actually i should be doing on the one that i i'm having all these negative kind of like the, or this I'm, I'm feeling this like need to overcome something to do that and then once yeah. i did point myself towards that one and it was and like you said, I really questioned why this song was important and I got a whole new level out of it then and it was just like, it, it like opened it all up and I was like, oh, this is what this song is actually about. Because it was like a lot of lyrics I had written a long time ago and I kind of wasn't feeling that way anymore. So then I really sat down with them and analyzed what I wanted to get it and then it opened up, turned to this whole other multi-layered thing. And I was like, oh, sweet. The gates are open now. Let's get on with this. <laughs> So yeah, like oh, the man. taking that time to really class. dig in can be really beneficial. Yeah, I, just to um, touch on no, that, uh, yeah, you were saying there, you know, I've never actually heard it, you know, put like that, like the you know the resisting, like yeah, know, it's like why am I resisting this? You know what I mean? Because I actually find myself in the same sort of uh, idea, uh, um, but I didn't, I never looked at it like that. I i kind of just sort of was like more pig-headed about it it's like oh if i don't want to do this i'm i'm going to do it i'm, I'm going yeah. to write this song i'm going to write this verse and yeah it's, if it, it's really inspirational know, if, way he puts it like, like yeah. there's an example he gives it's like you only get you only experience resistance if you're going from like a lower place to a higher place so he's mm -hmm. like if you're uh if you're in africa um helping to feed starving children and then you decide to come home to take an office job you're not going to get any resistance doing that because that's like a higher day or lower nope. so it's yeah. like you can identify it's like if you're having a lot of problem it's like there's something in here that like i need to overcome and it'll it'll actually help me grow yeah definitely i uh i totally agree with that uh what is it they always say or these people that say things um <laughs> the like uh, uh <laughs> yeah but it's like you know it's the 
easy choice and the hard choice. You know, if you if you're always going yeah. with the easy choice, you're never you're never going to learn anything. You know, but if you go with the yeah, you know the slightly harder choice, you know, it's like well, you're either going to you're either going to succeed or you're going to at least learn something from it, and then the next time you go to do it, then at least you'll have more knowledge of what you should be doing or how you should do it or how not to go about it and try and go a different track, you know? Yeah, like that's something I bring up a lot. It's like exactly what you're saying. Like the, It's like who said it was going to be easy? It's like I don't know why we've got this idea all the time. It's like oh, I don't want to do that. That's hard. But it's like so what? <laughs> it's like right and wrong doesn't mm-hmm. care about hard or easy. Nope. Do you know what I mean? Warren Buffett always says um, it's hard to be poor and it, it's hard to be rich. He's like, choose your hard. Hmm. That's that, that's the basic, that's you know what I mean? Life life can be life can throw you curveballs all the fucking all the time. But like if you don't ever step outside you know, your comfort zone. You know what I mean? You'll you never learn anything, and absolutely, it took, yeah. You know, it took me, you know, over this period of time to actually realize and learn a lot about. You know, people always say, "Oh, you need to invest in yourself," and I'm like, well, "What? What do you mean, invest in myself? You know what? Fucking, how am I meant to do that? You know, I, I, I don't have time for that." But it's <laughs> the small, it's the small things. It's like, well, first of all, you know, you either want to do it or there's something in your way that's stopping you from doing it and it's usually you know 90 percent of the time usually it's your yourself that's the you know that's stopping you from doing it so like you need to have a word with yourself and just be like here you know get off your lazy ass and go and do it <laughs> that uh that, yeah that idea of investing is something i've been trying to do it's like I'm trying to get this balance in, in like where I'm p- spending my time to something that I can get a, an immediate benefit from, but also something that I can benefit from down the line. Yeah. So, for example, like I've been doing a lot of like short story writing, and the main benefit from that is for one, it like I, f- I feel good doing it, but also I'm like gaining a skill. And another thing mm-hmm. is like I might like try and learn new cover songs or whatever, because that's like that's just another thing that's fun right now. But then down yep. the line, I can eventually, hopefully, it's not too long in the future, but I'll be able to play those songs live. So it's like if you can get yep. that balance right, then that I think that's like a really good way to direct yourself. Get a little yeah, bit, get a bit, of, a little bit of an immediate benefit, and then a, and balance with a long term benefit. Then that's great. Like, mm-hmm. definitely, because like we're living in a time now where. You know the 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 instant gratification of everything. Yeah. You know, what I mean, you put something on Facebook and you get ten likes, and it's like, oh my god, that's you know, every, you know, people are liking my you know stuff or whatever. And yeah, you know, trying to think, even as far as you know, a week in the future, people are like, oh, I don't know, you know, that's a week away, or uh, yeah, I don't know if I can do this for seven days. You know, it's like. Well, instead of looking at it like that, you're just like, well, why don't you just take it one day at a time? Like, you know, the old saying is Rome wasn't built in a day. So you have to learn from everything else to start to grow. So if you want to write that song, well, then 
you know, start by opening a book and writing down start, a few start words. Start a word, you know, yeah. Or th- yeah, or an idea, yeah. like, you know, what do you Just want start. the song to be about? Well, you know, <laughs> That's the, the biggest thing, yeah. Know. And I think the biggest problem with people that are writing songs at the minute is, as we said earlier there, you know what I mean? It's the mindset that everybody's in right now. It's like so you know, negative and doom and gloom. And then, you know, you find yourself writing. Everything that you write is about the current situation. And there's nothing wrong with that. And people have to understand that, you know, if you want to write about, you know, lockdown, write about lockdown. Like, there's no harm in that. You know, yeah. write the song. And it's probably going to make you feel song, better if you And do release that. it. And even 100%, if it's just, 100%. Even if it's just for yourself to, yeah. Yeah, so we were talking about, um, you know, even if you're just writing something for your own benefit. Most, and, uh, most definitely. I, I read this really interesting book there. Um, it's called Into the Woods, and it's like a, just dives into like so- story structure and everything. Yeah. And um, one of the things they were talking about is like the idea of catharsis. And it's like, if you... If you like catharsis is something that you can you don't often get in the real world, but you can get from exploring these things in a, in a story. It's like you can apply all these sort of thematic things and everything like works out in the end, and it's like it's like a real it's a beneficial thing. So like that's definitely something you can do for yourself just by whatever exploring whatever creative outlet. Like you can reach a conclusion or something. I always find too. I think it's uh, it's really satisfying sometimes to get something out of your mind, you know. Whenever you write it down, like I, I, I remember I was saying there, like you know, I wrote like seven different verses about lockdown or whatever. Yeah. Um, but like each time I was like, you know, that I felt really good to write that. You know, that was a different perspective of what I'm thinking. Although they're all about the same thing, you know, it could have, I, I could have probably wrote an album about freaking coronavirus at this stage but like that's not what i wanted to be my music you know yeah that's not that's not what i wanted as a you know my album to be or my first album to be is like this guy's just writing about what's going on in his day-to-day life you know what i mean i kind of wanted to use that time for writing those songs and then you know let them go you know, I wrote it, it's get it out of your mind, get it out of your system, write the song and then leave it. And someday you'll come back to it and be like, well, you know, maybe now is the time to be like, hey, remember, remember never we went in lockdown? <laughs> yeah. And even so. if you, you might, you might return to them and you might even realize that there's like another meaning in there that you can use for something else too. Uh-huh. I started reading through them there. Um, mm-hmm. I think it was last weekend. And... I, I was kind of seeing different meanings already because yeah, I had, had three songs about um, mental health and it was like, mm-hmm. it was about addictions. So it was like, um, so one of them was about like substance abuse. Uh, the other one was about mm-hmm. alcohol abuse. The other one, one of them was about you know, gambling abuse, you know, different different yeah. types of addictions. Mm-hmm. And um, they were kind of all incorporated in around that time of, you know, how everybody was kind of feeling. Well, 
not everybody, how I was feeling about lockdown and how it was sort of affecting my mental health. So like I went back and started reading through them and I was like, Jesus, you know, I was really, I was really hard on myself. <laughs> I was like, Jesus, man, yeah. you're really hard on yourself back then. But like, if I would <laughs> never got that out of my system, you know, God only knows what kind of like, a mental state you'd be in, you know? Well, that kind of uh, brings me to something else I wanted to talk about is like, um, talking about just writing all these verses, like something I do all the time is uh, journaling. And like, yeah. it kind of, it, for me, it's a similar kind of benefit of like just writing stuff down just to get it out of your head and like it's like a it's like you realize like i really realize when i haven't done it in like a couple of days that i'm holding all these thoughts in my head and then just writing down and then being able to let go of them a little bit and then like you said you can come back on them and look at it and be like geez i didn't like there's a there's a benefit even just writing stuff down most definitely do you do anything, man, most do you do anything like that yourself and even like going back to if you're having like uh, trouble just writing anything, the benefit of journaling too, it's like, it's almost like a practice form, but there's no, no one's going to look at it. You don't even have to look back at it yourself. It's just like a, it's a judgment free outlet, which can be like a good I, practice for whenever, like for then when you actually want to create something I, else. Yeah. I 100% agree. Um, for me, I, I always say I want to, you know, start to write stuff down, but then whenever I start mm -hmm. to write stuff down, then I start to edit the stuff that I'm writing and then yeah, turn, okay. it into, turn it into something else. You know what I mean? I'm kind of looking <laughs> yeah. at the words that I'm writing and then I'm like, how, how can I structure this differently? And then I end up using it for something. But yeah. I think, you know, whenever I started to really focus on, well, actually, you know what? Clearly, I do do that because, you know, I have seven different verses worth of songs <laughs> in a yeah. folder in my phone and I've never used one of them. So, yeah, definitely. I must, you know, I subconsciously yeah, have done that, that already. That's what that, that reminded me of. Like, yeah, but yeah. do you do, like, Ryan Hardy talks about, um, you know, like, the importance of just having any part of your day like that, whether it's journaling or meditation, just some part of your day where uh, it's just you and there's no like distractions, it's a bit of like a time to reflect or whatever. Do you have anything like that in your day or? No, I wish I did actually. Um, I did look into doing a bit of meditating um, because I was struggling. I'm going to say it was about two or three years ago. Uh, really, really bad anxiety. Um, I couldn't really sleep and stuff. So I started looking into um, different meditation. What do you call the guy? Oh, Christ. It's gonna, that's going to drive me mad. I was trying to think of his name while I was talking there, and it's just not happening. Um, he's quite famous. He has his own app and stuff. Um, but anyway, it'll probably come to me. Uh, not Sam so Harris, I started, no? I started, Sam Harris. That's exactly who it is. So yes, I started sort of... It. <laughs> yep. Uh, I started listening to yeah, he's him. Got, he's got the waking like, up app. He is actually... Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. Uh, and, like, his voice would make you go to sleep. You know what I mean? I know, like, yeah. Just listen to that he's guy. He's got a great voice. You know, oh, fantastic. Um, I actually think I was listening to his podcast. Somebody told me to listen to a podcast that he was doing. My cousin, 
had told me to listen to this podcast. And uh, I was like, I need to start, you know, looking into meditating. But then, you know, people think meditating is, uh, you know, this fucking, mm-hmm. you know, if you yeah. could take 30 seconds to actually sit with a clear mind, you know, and only your breath. Like, I was like, what? Yeah. That's not, that's not meditating. I was like, what? I thought meditating, it, but yeah. it, you, but, you know, again. Yeah, there's lots of different ways you can do it, yeah. It's like the investing. But I, I, th- I think even. Pe- pe- people want to, people want to be the best meditator now and not practice <laughs> it, you know? Yeah. That's what I was like. I was like, fuck, I, I, I can do the shit. No, you can't. But like, I think yeah. even like, I think listening to a podcast can be that a similar thing to what I'm talking about or, or, or reading like something that where there's not a load of other external influences, even, even music I, I find can be really helpful because it's like, you don't have to focus on music too much, but it can be enough to like, to let your mind wander or whatever. But yeah, like reading or, or a podcast where there, that's the only thing you're focusing on. There's no tv or news or, or anything like that that's yeah. a like a really super stimulating thing you're just there with your thoughts mainly maybe another person's voice like any i think any times like that in your day are just very beneficial um i would to an extent i agree because i do find myself uh drifting a lot whenever i'm reading you know and different kind of things but see, whenever I'm listening to music, like I'm trying to hear somebody else's story through their lyrics. Yeah. Every time I listen to music or listen to somebody else, you know, I'm I'm like, what what's he trying to say there, or what's she trying to say there? That yeah, you know, and I'm like I'm delving in the lyrics, and there's probably nothing in it. You know, maybe that's just me being me and. Trying to find it, well, you know, the the way I mean, inner just meaning like, of a track to something. Yeah, like I, like I can listen to stuff like that definitely, but I can also like, like say I I go for a walk every morning first thing, and I put on an album, and like, you know, I'm listening to the music, but also if my mind starts wandering, I I let it, because I can mm-hmm. still the music's still going in, like subconsciously at least, and if my mind starts coming up with thoughts, like I just let it go. Because I think you need to let your, you need to process stuff all the time. Like if you're just watching TV, for example, mm-hmm. then you're, you're too like, that's taken up so much of your like brain's activity, like it's the visuals and the audio. It's like your brain isn't doing anything else. Mm-hmm. Or if you're doing something like where it can wander a little bit and it's probably working out some problems and you're not even aware of what it's doing and stuff is what I mean. Uh, well, yeah. I have to agree with that. I've never even thought about it that anyway. way before. I, I've never thought about it before. Yeah. I do, When, as I said there, you know, I'm trying to listen to other people's lyrics to figure out their story or the or a hidden meaning, a hidden, a hidden meaning that's probably not there that I'm just trying to figure out. And then I suppose yeah. that's my, my mind wandering into its own little, Yeah, I don't know. That's pretty cool, actually. I never thought about it like that. Sweet. So, have you uh, any new songs out yourself? Uh, nothing new out. No, I've just been 
just been working away. Uh, I'm just trying to think. I feel like there's something else I wanted to say. I'm trying to remember. Back to what we were talking about there. Oh, I was going to ask if you're still having bother sleeping or how's that? Oh, so um, I have been unluckily uh, blessed um, by a family of bad sleepers on my mother's side. And I have clearly got that. So it's like... Well, the reason I ask is because I'm a terrible sleeper too. Uh, I've so only recently kind of gotten better. But go on, yeah. I find myself now, um, if I get four hours, five hours, I'm, I'm extremely happy with that. Yeah. And I find myself now, instead of lying on in my bed, you know, trying to sleep and then you know, complaining about it. I just, Mm -hmm. whatever time I wake up and it's like, right, I'm awake. Time to get up. That could be most mornings. It's five o'clock, you know, half five at the latest. And I just get up and get on with it. And, and then there's, you know, I, I would get the very, maybe once every sort of two weeks, I go to sleep and like, I just, wake up and it's like eight o'clock and I'm like, holy shit, did I really sleep that long? <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I, I've kind of just sort of accepted it. It is what it is. Yeah. And, you know, you know, if if I can survive on the amount of sleep that I'm getting and I'm not really doing myself any damage, then fuck it, you know, just get on with it. Yeah. There's no point in worrying about it, considering it's yeah. something, something that runs in my family. Yeah, so yeah, I'm definitely I'm I'm a very light sleeper. Would you be the same to get waking up by any any wee noise? Um, whenever I'm sleeping, I'm I'm pretty much out. Uh, for at least a solid two hours, there's no waking of me. But after that, right? Yeah, uh, probably. You know, so, I would say. Yeah, oh, okay. by the way, um, um, Emma's it again so we're going to have another oh. one is this yeah. is this do i have to edit this out of the podcast or is this a no 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 is the announcement this, ah, well, the <laughs> well she's well the uh what is it 20 weeks scan is coming up now um the 30th of october so yeah um and the oh. reason why i'm saying this is because like obviously she's up and down at night uh, to the toilet and stuff like that there. So like I maybe yeah. hear her once or twice, but it's usually at the latter stage of when I'm about to wake up. So yeah. Yeah. And you, you but know, you've just, had a couple of hours already. Jeez, mm. wasn't expecting that news. Congrats, man. Mm. All right. Thank you. Thank you. So, um, What age is Logan? Uh, Logan uh, will be three now in November. No, well, that's, that's mad. A nice, that's a nice. Uh, <laughs> Ed is mad. I. That's that's a nice. Uh, a nice age gap too, though. Aye, aye, it definitely is. But, uh, aye, sure, it is what it is. Uh, anybody that mm-hmm. has any children will understand that the first three months is probably <laughs> the worst. But we'll get there whenever it happens. We'll deal with that whenever it comes. You know, so yeah. Well, the reason I was asking about sleeping is just because, like, I like I would have had up until very recently, 
I'd have really bother just even getting to sleep. I'd always need to have like some kind of podcast on or some kind of TV mm-hmm. show to to get me to go to sleep. And somehow I've I don't have to do that anymore, and that's amazing. And I don't even I feel like I've been doing it for years, and just at some point those things started becoming annoying and distracting instead of actually helping me sleep. And I don't really know how, but I'm glad. <laughs> Aye. Well, I think a lot I of I can it... tell you why now, and, and you'll... So, I we used to be the same. I used to, like, listen to music, but the I... reason why we were listening to stuff is because we were trying to... We were trying to quieter out the thoughts that we didn't want to hear. Because, like, whenever I went to yeah. bed, I couldn't... Like, I was thinking of everything that I ever done in my past, you know, and it was usually all the bad shit that I'd done. And, like, you're always thinking about yeah. the negative... Well, me, I'm talking about me here. Like, all the yeah. negative shit that ever happened. And it's, like, worry. It's, like, oh, my God, you know what I mean? Like, you know, how's that going to affect, you know... What if this ever happens? And it's like making up scenarios in your own head that are most likely never yeah. to ever happen. But it was like always thinking of worst case scenarios. Yeah. So I think the whole uh, Sam Harris, the meditating thing, is like quieting in your mind. It's like, you know, how mm. how about you just listen to your own breathing for a while and using different techniques to, to try and quiet your mind? Uh, obviously, that, trying... that reminds me. Um... There's a good yep. podcast that I was, I was using for a while called Sleep Cove. Have you heard of that? Mm-hmm. Nope. Is it's it like, yeah, it's like a guided sleep meditations and stuff where it's like, he'll like tell you to focus on your breathing and talk you through like uh, relaxing your head and everything. And when I put that mm-hmm. on, I'd be asleep within like half an hour. And like otherwise, it mm-hmm. might take me like an hour. Class. Just uh just a wee tip for yourself or anyone else listening if yeah. they're having bother. What's it? What's it called? Sleep Cove. Sleep Cove. Uh, yeah, it's on. It's on like any podcast app, but I think it's all on YouTube too, which is handy. And it's just like right. he'll just talk you through and about relaxing and focusing on your breathing, and he does like bedtime stories and, and different things and different episodes and all like. But yeah, sweet. I've uh, made a note of that. But uh, yeah, you're talking about Sam Harris. Um, aye, so like trying to uh, quiet your mind and like, well, see whenever I learned that and I think it was more, I had to make peace with, you know, shit that happened, you know, could be 10 years ago or more, you know what I mean? It's like, mm. like why, what are you worrying about something like that? Like that was 10 years ago and like if it ever comes up again, like we'll deal with it then. You know, I was, yeah. I was like, hey, like how, how do I live my life or how do I continue my life knowing that, you know, I fucking stole a biscuit from fucking somebody's house or, <laughs> you know, or, or like some of the weirdest shit that you think about. It's like, oh, was I, you know, the way like you would be talking to somebody and you say something and it's like, geez, maybe that, maybe that came across really mean or mm. like maybe i said something that offended that person like but then i think that's the anxiety you know that you live yeah. with um some people are can deal with it better and then it probably 
the more you think about all the negative stuff, the more anxiety you're going to have. So it's like a fucking ring of fire. Well, like for, for things like that, I would take a certain amount of solace because like the reason that you're thinking about those things in a way is because you're such a thoughtful person and you're, you don't want to like leave someone feeling bad or whatever. Like, so I take like uh comfort and thinking about it that way if i can that's do you, know, do you know what i mean for for yes i do know exactly what you mean but you know what my thinking was Go it on. was jesus i wonder did that boy think i was a decade i don't want to be the decade i want to <laughs> be the guy that everybody loves i don't i don't want to be that yeah, guy but, but that's the thing that the dickhead doesn't worry about whether he's a dickhead or not <laughs> <laughs> i but like the whole time, I was like, oh, like I wanted everybody. I like I want everybody to like me. I want everybody to think yeah. that oh, geez, I, you know, he's fucking, he's classy, and he's a really nice guy, and not have any bad words to say about me. But like, you're never ever like ever in your life are you ever going to please everybody? And like, what is it? Um, you're you're the bad guy in somebody's story. You know, it doesn't yeah. matter who it is. Like, you know, there could be somebody. There's somebody out there that you're. That I'm always going to be the bad guy, and I, I know who those people are, and yeah, whatever. Like, like you know, what I mean, they're not my day to day life now. Like, you know, I'm married. I have a kid. I have another one on the way, and like, those are my priorities. And yeah, if I hurt you in the past, I'm sorry, but like, I don't really give a fuck anymore now. <laughs> yeah, not, you'll be all right. Be all right. <laughs> I, you'll get by like I did. Okay. <laughs> We're delving down a deep hole here. Of hey, hey, Patty, this is your therapy session. <laughs> well, maybe it is. Maybe it's maybe it's someone listening's therapy session. Sure. If it is, then sweet. That's what me yeah. and Thomas talk about a lot. Like, yeah, it's kind of the the driving idea behind what what we're doing just making someone maybe someone else feel all right and ourselves <laughs> but uh well, go back to like the the thoughts and all like definitely yeah. like that was that was a, a factor for me it wasn't mm-hmm. those thoughts it for me it was always like I'd, I'd have like death anxiety and when i was trying to sleep like those thoughts would come up being like oh you're gonna die and you're not gonna exist at some point and all this here and it just was like it just freaked me out so I need to have something mm-hmm. else on to distract me from that. Mm-hmm. And those thoughts haven't gone away, but I've definitely learned to deal with them. Mainly through like stoicism, which is another constant factor in this podcast. But like yeah. one of the 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 break the biggest breakthrough for me was um in stoicism there's this idea of uh memento mori where you remind yourself that you're gonna die. Mm-hmm. Which sounds horrible if you were like me and that's the that's what you view as being the problem the whole time. But I heard like, uh, I think Ryan Holiday again must have been talking about, um, it's like you can use Memento Mori to help you deal with your anxiety. And I was like, mm-hmm. what? That does, how? like, so if I'm feeling anxious, I should remind myself that I'm going to die and then I'll feel better. I was like, this is the most mind-melting idea I've ever heard of. <laughs> so then I like yeah. spent like a day or, or so and just like really went into what that means. And I did actually like get come to a conclusion. I, w- I was like, it's like, okay, yeah, it's like, you know, if you're, if I'm getting anxious about something, it's like, 
but sometimes you're going to die. So it's like a reminder to treasure this time that you have. Yeah. And it's like, and I wrote some other like sort of conclusions myself too of like, you know, if the, if the price we have to pay for getting to experience this life is to die at the end, kind of ask myself, it's like, am I okay with that? And I think I am like, cause life can be pretty sweet. And if, if it means I have to die to enjoy all this, then I think I'm okay with that. The, what is it? Um, some people, the saying is, you know, you only live once. Yeah. And it's like, no, you only die once, you live every day. You know what yeah. I mean? If, yeah, if you accept it, the fact, you know, if you accept the fact that, you know, the only debt that you owe in this life is death. And like that, yeah. you know, everybody has to pay, everybody has to pay that debt at some point in life. So like, yeah, so you may as well make the life challenge yourself. Beforehand. You know, if you, if you challenge yourself every day to do something that, you know, whenever you're dead, somebody will go, Jesus Christ, you remember your man, he done this and, you yeah. know, he, he, he tried this and, you know, you know, okay, you know, he might have failed or he might have done not so good on it, but like, give it a go or, you know, it's leaving behind something that people's going to remember, you know, well, well, if you don't try, then you'll never know the answer, you know. So to me, I I was like, obviously with Logan, um, it's like, fuck, you know, would he be all right if, you know, if I died, you know, like, fuck, that would be really sad and everybody's going to be really sad and, you know, what what would happen? It's like, well, there is absolutely nothing that I could do to change the fact that, you know, if something happened to me right now and I was gone, well, now he has to continue on his life and grow and learn. So if I can leave something behind with somebody that will teach him, be like, well, you know, your dad did this, you know what I mean? He was always very positive about, you know, moving forward and trying to succeed and he loved his music and, he built the studio and he done this like you know what I mean well maybe that would give him the motivation to be like well my dad did that so I can do it you know it's leaving mm-hmm. behind that kind of lasting legacy of like just try because like, if like, majority of the people out there before it even gets to the gate like, they, they're feel because they just think ah, what's the point you know what I mean it's never going to go anywhere you know if you don't try you'll never get anywhere so Gary V says, everybody's going to die. It's what you do in the time that you have that's um, going to be the most important. And so, like, your situation could be a lot worse. You know, there's people out there that wish that they had your bad days. So, yeah, look at it like that. I think that actually brings us nicely into the thing we've mentioned briefly. And one of the things that, one of the, sort of driving points behind recording this is the fact that you've made an album. Yep. And Occupy space, baby. And one of the things that like I felt from listening to it was that this feels like a message to Logan. Like if he if he needs it then there's like a 
you've made something that can maybe potentially benefit him. Was that uh, was that a factor in creating it, or? Uh, I want to say yes, but nope. <laughs> uh, I I really really wanted to say yeah. That's the reason why I wrote this uh, album. Maybe unconsciously. Um, maybe unconsciously. Uh, maybe I did unconsciously write it based on that. Uh, maybe but... or maybe I just projected that onto it. But that was one of the that's, things that it... that's pretty. It's pretty cool actually. Whenever you think about you know the the songs and stuff that I was writing, but. Basically, um, I was, I can't remember what it was. And I, you know, like I still, like anybody that asked me, I was listening to something one day and this guy, like he was like, uh, you know, see those people that are telling you, you know, oh, that's, that's shit or, oh, that's bad. You know, you can't do that. You know what I mean? Like you're not good at it or whatever. Like, you know. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, those people are not people in your life. And those people are occupying space in your mind that they have mm. no right to hold over you whatsoever. Yeah. You know what I mean? We and let those comments is that where the live name came in from your me? mind. That's exactly where the name came from. Like, That's interesting. We... We let people because I I took it as like um as like a you know like we all deserve to occupy space kind of thing. We do, in a sense, uh, in the physical in the, the physical people. sense. Yeah, that's you know there's 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 many meanings behind in the occupying space yeah. and. There's many, many different versions of how whenever I was writing, I used both aspects of physically and yeah. mentally. But the mental aspect yeah, that's of interesting. the mental aspect of people that aren't in your circle, that have no relevance in your life, that tell you yeah, that they... you are unable to do something, and then you let that eat up your mind. And then that's all you ever think about. It's like, oh, well, he said I, I couldn't sing. Oh, he said that, you know, I couldn't rap. It's like, well, who the fuck is he to say anything? Like, he hasn't wrote a song. Does he Does he have an yeah. album out? Like, you know, and a lot of how, times how those, let those things come justify. from like a, a jealousy or like a. It's another thing that's brought up in the War of Art, actually. It's like he's talking about whenever you start succeeding at those things. You'll get people who are like, "Oh, who are you to do that? Do that or whatever," and it's because like they are aware that it's in their power too. But you're kind of showing them up because you've yep. gone and done it. You'll ne never hear criticism for from anybody who is above you. You'll only hear nah. criticism for people that are that think that they're below you. You know what I mean? Like I don't. Yeah. I tr I try not. To see yeah, that's anybody a good, uh, good distinction. Below, you know, I think it was Christian Bale said, um, you know, or he was amongst the people that were talking about it. You know, like you'll have people out there that are, you know, your biggest fan, but you're most hated because they're like they want to be you, but they 
feel as if they can't or they just won't try to do yeah. something to you know to be better and it's like how how would you let anybody tell you that you can't do something and then that that's your excuse for the rest of your life you know oh yeah. he said i couldn't do that you know well Again, who the fuck is that guy to tell you you can't run a marathon or you can't run a track or write a book or whatever? Like, where's their justification for that? Like, are they a writer or, you know, are they an Olympian or, you know? And I, I think Almost that's definitely the not. <laughs> biggest failure. Yeah, majority of the time not. Like, you know what I mean? It's usually somebody sitting on a couch behind a keyboard you know um and again that's a, a, kind that of the lyric. driving force <laughs> yeah that's on the title track i think is it yeah keyboard Was warriors, it that track man. yeah occupying speed see i listened um <laughs> yeah. yeah i need to pee again that <laughs> i no problem man no problem hold that thought yep definitely this is going great so far man <laughs> i love it I'm having a great time. <laughs> All we have to say is what Me too. What the amount that we've been given. Choose wisely. Don't let the past consume you. Let's live for today. Because the times we've been through will all fade away. Time waits around for no one. The same 24 each day. So rise early with the sun. And shine bright like it's rain. They felt consumed by his thoughts past. past. They dragged him back to the old way. Scared. He felt subdued and lost. Boy. Boy. But lived wild each day. Free. Free. Never thinking of anyone. Scared. Scared. As his conscience grew weary of fear. Scared. All the negative energy trapped in his soul. Screaming louder. It's out of control. Wah. Wah. He contained all his anger. Rage. Rage. Somehow he managed to survive. Tours. Pushed his pain to the side. Fear. And hope it fades with the lies Scared This worked for a long time Years He never dwelled on the signs Just built up a wall Brick by brick Feeling nothing inside Don't let the past consume you Let's live for today Cause the times we've been through Will all fade away Time waits around for no one The same 24 each day Rise early with the sun, with the sun, with the sun. And shine bright like it's rain. As the gears stacked up and the feelings backed up, the emotion would be triggered by an event he could not stop. Cause the pain of loving someone that was on the other side broke apart of the wall and left him open wide. Yeah. The hole that emerged was enough to make him cry. Feeling sorrow and a shame, he had to leave it all behind. Cause the time, although good, that was left for a while was a lie to himself. No more he could not hide. This new life he tried to be strong and hold it in. Every day was a struggle, the wall was wearing thin. The cracks were so thick, the bond coming loose. His conscience spoke, started laying out the truth. The emotion he felt was a fear and regret. Tied in with anxiety, he could not get a breath. As he broke down in tears and he let it all out, he relives this pain every time he starts to doubt. Your history can define you. Yeah. With the knowledge and you grow We don't live there anymore No more So learn to let it go Let it go Don't let the past consume you Let's live for today Cause the times we've been through 
right for no one. No one. They see him 24 each day. So raise early with the sun. With the sun. With the sun. And shine bright like it's rain. Don't let your past consume you. Let's live for today. Because the times we've been through will all fade away. So do you want to like work through or go through the album? Or I don't know if you want to like talk about every track or... Oh man, well, um, we should start by talking about the you. What what date is it out again? The sixth is it? So I so occupying space is out on the sixth of the eleventh, twenty twenty. Yeah. Spotify, all that. It's on every 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 outlet, every online online outlet. I think, and you just double check that, but you, I'm you, pretty sure it is. You doing Bandcamp? Uh no, I'm not doing Bandcamp now. Um No? No, I've SoundCloud. Okay. Uh it's So it'll only be uh, streaming or can people buy it anywhere? Uh iTunes. Amazon music, you can probably buy it on there as well. Um uh, it's on all all any of the online sort of main yeah, sort of streams, these, I think so. All the main streaming places. Pretty much. So, yeah, I, was gonna so. ask, I was going to ask, um, you're, we were talking earlier, you were saying you started working on the studio and everything, but uh, when did you start working on the album? I started working on the album back in June. Um, it was the end of June. I created, I was I was just building tracks. Yeah. I was just um, messing around with sounds and stuff. And then, like I made, uh, I think it was like eight. I made eight tracks in seven days, uh, um, because oh. I was, I was going, uh, I was going back to work the following week, and it was like, mm. I was like, right, I really just need to keep going, and like it's just every day it was just like, oh yeah, just bang, bang, bang. It was like the layout was there, you know, the foundation yeah. of all the songs was there. You know, I maybe had to add in bits and pieces, but you know, of of eight tracks. Sorry, I apologize. It was seven tracks in six days. It wasn't eight tracks in seven days. But, okay. Um, the seven tracks that I had was like, you know, I was like, fucking hell, like you know, what I mean, these are these are good tracks. Um, and then I had to go back. I was going back to work. I was starting back on the Wednesday, so I finished the last track on the Tuesday, and then I had this real downer feeling. It's like, oh, I'm not going to get to work on a track tomorrow. And then that's where that whole what we were talking about earlier. It's like you know, using the time that you have. So like, if you're not back home day six o'clock in the evening, you know, take the time, spend you know the the time with your family, and then whenever you get back, go out to the studio and just continue on what you were doing. So that's what I did, and I had no lyrics or anything. Wrote I just built the tracks at the time, and I was mm. like, right, what am I going to do here now? So, um, I started writing to one of the tracks, and I had a really, really good idea for it, but I felt like I needed a singer, and I was like, oh, you know, I can't sing. You know what I mean? Or you know. So I was like, well, we'll, we'll just push that, that to the back. <laughs> but I, I pushed it 
pushed it to the back and I was yeah. like, nah, can't do that song. You know, I need to get a singer for it. So I had the, the whole song pretty much wrote, but never recorded it. Yeah. And then everything stopped. Uh, I just, a lazy fit and I just stopped doing what I was doing. Um, we were meant to be going away on our honeymoon in July. So we ended up not doing that. But we ended, we went down to uh, Sligo for a couple of days with um, a couple of friends. I uh, just had a Airbnb. And um, before we went down on the Friday, I came home from work. And I went out to the studio and I started making this track. Which turned out to be the intro to the whole oh, album. And... Yeah. Um, I was like working hard on it. It's interesting it's like, that that intro actually. Yeah, go ahead. Because it like it the intro starts really like it sounds like it's like really optimistic and like fucking like empowering or something, and then the the rest of the tracks take a turn into quite dark like instrumentation. That's something I wanted to ask you about. You're saying you you made all the tracks first. Is like was there a specific inspiration between the sound on those or? So basically, um, what I was trying to do is like, you know what I mean? The way the tracks are laid out, like the, the intro track was never really meant to be a part of the album. It was just something I created because I felt I hadn't done anything in a full week. And it's like, and I just pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed. And then it was just a track that I came home after being at work for and not doing anything for nearly seven days. And mm-hmm. I, like, I, again, it was just, it was pushed to the side after I created it. And then whenever I started writing the album, I came upon this track and I was like, oh, you know, I could really use this. Because I built it exactly the way it's laid out, you know, as something just to listen to, as a, as a, yeah, as a, as an instrumental. Yeah, it's like a naturally. I was actually surprised when the when your voice came in because I thought it was just going to be instrumental. Mm-hmm. And then, and I dissected it and was like, I could really use this as the, you know, it's like somebody saying to you, you know, there's good in this life. Yeah, you know what I mean. But you have to, you have to, you have to ride through all the bad. But yeah. you know, if you listen, if you listen to the good people, you know what I mean, and and you learn learn from all the all the negative, then this is you know this is where you can start to base your life. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not all good. You know what I mean? You have to you have to ride with the bad. Like you know what I mean? You can't yeah you can't go through your whole life thinking that you know it's all uh, roses and rainbows. Yeah. Um, so. But you still had no lyrics for any of the stage. Uh, well, I already have a couple of songs wrote now. At this stage, whenever I was okay. starting to go oh, back okay, through okay. the intro, okay, yeah, uh, and um, the intro basically became the point where it's like, right, well, you know, if we let if we let this be the light before we start talking about all the stuff that. We should probably try to let go. Yeah, I think we it works try really to work well. Work on like, or learn from, you know. And it's kind of me. I definitely got that. Like that. That was my kind of feeling. So, I think that worked definitely. 
Like, I mm-hmm. think it needs that, like you said, the light. And then, because mm-hmm. I think if it just started, it'd be, <laughs> be too, well, the, too the, down or the, something. The, sec- the second song in, um, um, doesn't doesn't mean I'm okay. It oh, was yeah, going to it okay. was going to be it was going to be the number one track. So it's okay. like an, it, it it was a very very heavy song to be yeah. starting as your first you know your first track because for a long period of time that song was moved to the second last track um, because okay. it was like I was kind of thinking well this this song is really really heavy and. If I start off with this song, people are going to be like, holy God, you know, yeah. are we going to have to listen to this for 10 tracks? Like? <laughs> um, so I thought whenever I created the intro track, I was like, you know what would really go well after this? So you come from a, you know, the high, it's like, right, you know what? It's okay to not be okay. It's a part yeah. of life. And then it's like the first thing that happens in, or the the main thing that happens is life is we follow what people tell us to do. You know what I mean? And that's where doesn't mean I'm okay comes from. It's like it's it's every, that balance that we already every, talked about. I think, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think whenever I wrote um, "doesn't mean I'm okay," I was kind of in a, a it's like. That's going on on a day to day basis where we look at s- certain types of people, especially the rich and famous, and mm-hmm. we feel that you know they get away with everything because they're most powerful. And these are the people that we look up to because we want to be them, and we, you know, we, we want to be if we had more money, we would be all powerful, yeah, but like. More money doesn't more, mean more that it's going to bring happiness. Like, yeah, pr- pretty much. I, I didn't want to <laughs> say that, but like, think of the amount of celebrities that have OD'd or, you know, yeah. suicide, you know, and like these these guys had. It's like, uh, all I think the money uh, Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey, I think, yeah. famously talked about it. Like, yeah. you know, like you Definitely. get everything that you thought you wanted and you realize you still, like, that doesn't help to anything at all doesn't fill the void it's actually the, the 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 story i was writing recently was kind of about that it's like it's like well i don't know it's kind of weird it's about like it's about something different but the theme i think is basically that like realizing that like just because you're actually probably better off by not having everything you wanted mm-hmm. in a way sometimes but it's uh, and to quote Uncle Ben, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. And like with lots yeah. of money, you know, you have to be very, very sensible. Like um, I read a statistic, um, something along the lines of 93% of all lottery winners go broke within five years. Yeah. Like that's crazy. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's Pe- like, yeah, I've heard people talk. Or it was, um, I was listening to Aaron, Aaron Ralston, I think his name mm-hmm. is. It's the guy that was in, the, the guy that 127 Hours is based on. Oh, okay, yeah. And he was talking about, like, if you look at, like, how people are actually affected 
people who like lose a limb are actually better off than people who like win the lottery. Yeah. Because he was saying like he like he gained so much from that experience of being trapped in that boulder for those how many days or whatever, what three days more? Yeah, something like, like that. Because it gives it it gives him all this appreciation for life, and he's like saying like yeah that kind of thing you're saying is like where they all. It's like if you're just given everything and you don't have to strive or anything, it it can be really detrimental. Yeah, it definitely can. So whenever I was writing that track um i had finished it and um i played it to emma and she was like it's very dur and it was very boring and i just thought of just thought of a great podcast idea just going back to what we're talking about yeah we talk about tracks and Uh it's called side tracks (laughs) 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 oh yeah yes Side tracks. Copyright, copyright, patent pending. No one steal that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll write it down. Write it down on a piece of paper. It's legit. That and dated. <laughs> <laughs> Sign it as well. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've got it on record now, anyway. Yeah, definitely. If you steal it, this will be. This is evidence in the court case. If you steal that idea, I'll, <laughs> not, I'll not steal it. I'll be on it. No, not you. I mean anyone listening. All right. Sorry, I forgot people are listening. <laughs> it's all right. That's a good thing. <laughs> um so uh, yeah. I, Emma so Emma said Emma said to me she was like oh, it's very it's very dim and gloom and I was like well like realistically that's what happens you know what I mean whenever yeah. like people don't understand that it's it's it doesn't matter where you are in life or what you have in life there's always going to be somebody that either has more or somebody that has less so like where where you're at people wish they were and like people that are further ahead of you were like remember whenever i used to be at that point so that's where the whole wake up part comes and yeah doesn't mean i'm okay so um so then moving on to uh the way um, obviously, or sorry, lost. Uh, well, just in, um, in brackets. Yeah, go like, ahead. Just going back to like the those kind of things, like, like my kind of feeling from these like first few tracks, like especially because it starts off with that like the intro, which is like the light, like you said, it adds this like layer of like hopefulness so that even when you get to these darker things in, it's like that hope kind of carries over. And my kind of, maybe it was just a projection because I know that like you've got a son and I just mm-hmm. couldn't help but like apply that to it. It's like, are you hopeful for a world where these kind of, these dark things that you're addressing to won't apply to him? No, no, they or... definitely will. They definitely will apply to him. Absolutely. Yeah, but, but it's yeah. it's how how do you deal with them better? Yeah, which is again why I was saying like maybe it's like also it's like he can he can listen to this album if I suppose any I suppose anyone can, but um I don't know because I'm aware I couldn't help but like apply that uh that knowledge I have of you and your family to it if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. The connection is definitely there. Uh, yeah, I think. Um, 
whenever whenever I was writing it, it was like I kind of felt like I need to stop thinking that these people are held highly in society because they're better off. Yeah. You know, and it's kind of a, you know, it's like how everybody, it's like whenever you see somebody who's homeless on the street, you know, you automatically think that they're an addict. You know what I mean? And that's like, that's nothing personal to anybody, but like, it's like people always think, oh, well, how, you know, how did he end up there? Well, fucking, there could be a number of reasons why that person ended up there. And yeah. you can't, you can't judge that person on why they're on the street because you don't know what they've went through. And it's like people will yeah. judge you no matter what. And yeah, that, that person is could have made fact. all the, all the like quote unquote right decisions mm-hmm. in life yeah. and still ended up there. Exactly. You know what and I mean? You, could, you probably would have been in the same position if it was you or whatever. Yeah. Maybe that person took so many chances in their life that they lost everything. And maybe they're happy because they've actually tried to do something with their life, you know. Yeah. Or there is the worst case scenario. They fucking became addicted to something and and that was it. Like, you know what I mean? It probably destroyed they... somebody's family. And maybe they went through something that, like, if you were in the same position, you would have turned to drugs or whatever as well. Like, Exactly. You know, um, but it doesn't matter what you carry, you know, whether it be personal problems, financial problems, or, you know, you dress yourself in glory because, you know, that's how you you know, go about your business. It does not matter what you do. There'll always be somebody, like there was a great saying, you know, you're the best lad in the world if you're walking up the street with holes in your pockets. But if you're driving up the street in a new Mercedes, you're only a dickhead. But it goes back to the, the old saying, or the saying that I said earlier was, you know, you'll never get criticized by anybody that's above you. You'll only get criticized by somebody that's below you. So, like the poor man in the street, ah, Mick, he's good crack guy. Aye, oh, he's a good lad, you know. Yeah. But fucking Paddy driving up the street in a Mercedes, oh, he's only a dickhead. Look at him yeah. showing off, you know. Again, it's because you don't envy the person with the holes in his pockets. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> You've no ill feeling towards that person. None, none at all, because you feel as if you're better than them. That's like a thing. Um... Stephen Pressfield brings up in that book again. He's like talking about the, there's two ways that you can look at look at things. It's like one's ego driven, and it's like as if you're in a hierarchy. And in a hierarchy, you're only worried about your status, so and your status is related to who's above above you and who's below you. Yeah, and that's like you're not going to be happy if you're worrying about th- those things. But the way you can really get happiness is if you think of things in a territorial way. So he gives the example. That like Arnold Schwarzenegger, his territory is the gym. So mm-hmm. if Arnold Schwarzenegger's having a bad day, he'll go to the gym and he'll work out and he'll feel better because that's his territory. He's not worrying about anyone else. No. So if you can do that in your own life, work out where your territory is. So like for me and you, it's going to be music. Yeah. And we, we'll turn to music for solace or whatever when we're feeling down. 
if we turned around and if we were feeling like shit and then we decided to call up our friends and get them to tell us everything is okay, then that's like not as healthy because we're relying on another person. Whereas right. if you're doing your thing that you should be doing and then you're going to be happy because it's all on you and all self-driven and everything. Again, it comes back to the focus, the, you know, the goals and the targets that you set for yourself. You know, you have to you have to see where the problem lies and you have to focus on where that problem lies and then understand where you need to build. The only person you should be care- comparing yourself to is who you were yesterday. Exactly. Exactly. Definitely agree. Like. <laughs> like and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> like and subscribe. Occupying space. 6th of the 11th, 2020. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're we on the tracks. Have we um, gone on to... Uh, well, so the second track is doesn't mean I'm okay. So moving on to the third track, um, Lost, and then in brackets, The Way. Um, the Way. I, could, I couldn't decide on what I was going to call this track because mm-hmm. um, they both kind of... They they both kind of go hand in hand, and when yeah. I was I was writing this track, I was I was trying to tell a story. Um, I was trying to use the story as a way of, again, you know how people generally live their lives trying to be like somebody else, or being fake and trying to live a life of. You know, look at me. I have all this, but in real life, they're broke and they have nothing. But they're trying to keep up with the Joneses, mm. you know. And then you know, it's the way is the whole story behind it is, you know, it doesn't matter what we're going to do. And we talked about this earlier. You're going to die, so. If you what? <laughs> if you spend <laughs> if you spend every single waking minute of your life chasing the um personification of how everybody else is living their life, do you really live? Or if you be like the only if you be like the person that decides to live their life whatever way they feel like it you know i mean we all get to the same ending but who really has you know lived their life you know if you if you want to chase your dreams and you know be bold and learn and 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 make your way up the ladder to you know be very successful that's you know i applaud but if you want to, and I don't want to speak ill of anybody who works in a call center, but like if you're working in a call center and you're trying to live beyond your means to look, you know, high and mighty and brave, like people out there that are working really hard, yeah, and personify this image of, you know, look at me, I'm going on three holidays a year, um, and I'm in debt to the fucking balls 
you're only creating stress in your life, but at the end of the day, you know, you don't really justify the path that people have chose to try and succeed by learning and going their own way. You're trying to copy somebody else. If yeah. you get what I mean, or <laughs> maybe I fucking went on a spill there that didn't make any no, no, sense. I, I think it's, it's, I think accidentally related to what we were just talking about. Like it's, if you're mm-hmm. comparing yourself to someone else or, yeah. or like, yeah, you said, uh, you're, if you're putting out a, an outward sort of performance of like, Oh, I did this and I did this. And it's like for a, if it's for a reason that isn't actually to make you happy. Yeah. And it, cause you, you can work in somewhere like a call center ever and have a completely fulfilled life. But if, if you're, but if you're pretending that it's something else or it's or whatever, then yeah, you've got a problem. I think if you're working in a call center and trying to live like Conor McGregor, then you know there's a problem. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's it's living beyond your means, but you're only causing you're only causing yourself problems because you know you're going to be indebted to you know whatever you know, credit cards or, you know, bills and loans and whatever, you know what I mean? You're only, you know, and usually that happens in a short period of time that somebody feels that, oh, I'm not really living my life here. I need to do this or I need to do that. And then next thing, bang. Which begs the question, whose life are you living? Exactly. So that goes back to people who are lost, you know, because... One of the last lines in it is, you know, no, don't don't waste your life chasing highs. But like, yeah, you know, I remember that was, that was a standout line actually. You know, I remember that one. It's the reason why I put that line in there is because, you know, people are like, oh, what do you mean? You know, chasing highs. You know, you have to try and aim high. That's that's not the meaning behind. Is this that the line. same song where you mention happiness being like? Happiness uh, is a journey, not a destination. Yeah, is this is that no. the same song? That's the last song every day. Oh, okay. But yeah, similar, similar theme. Like. Similar idea, you know what I mean? Yeah. But the re- you know, your life is yours alone. Don't waste it chasing highs. Um, yeah. And the reason why I say don't waste it chasing highs, like go out there and chase your dreams. You know what I mean? But you know, try not. About- yeah, it's about like there's an idea called like a stoic joy, which kind of talks right. about that. It's like it's not about like the constant like uh, feeling. It's like having the ability to take like the lows and the highs or whatever. It's like, but it, you shouldn't. You can't just be like at a hundred percent all the time, or you're just gonna. I don't know that's yeah. like an unsustainable, unrealistic unre- kind of place it's, to be at. Live and be within your own means to get to a point in life where you can use the aspect of your dream to live further. You know what I mean? And again, yeah. it's the, the acceptance of if you're lost, you know what I mean? Or to find something that can't be found, you have to lose your way, you know? And in that sense, if you're thinking, um, I want to be, you know, the next 
I don't know, say Conor McGregor, I just because I use his name earlier on. Yeah. If I want to be the next Conor McGregor, insert you know I mean? celebrity here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you have to, you have to, you know, you have to think like him. You don't have to look like him. You have to think like Conor McGregor. Maybe many things, but like he. You also trained. have to think. I think you also have to think why. Why do you want to be like him? Do you want to be like him because he's famous, yeah. or do you want to be like him because he achieved everything that he set out to do and mm-hmm. lived the life that he wanted to live? Exactly. Or, do you know why I'm using past tense? But <laughs> I will. It's because he's dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> he's gone. He's no son of mine. <laughs> but it's it's again it's it's using the knowledge of if you want to be that if you want to be where that person's at you have to study how they got there and not you know not try to look like their image or try to recreate their image or copy their image it's what are the goals that i have to set in in action to get to that point steps can i take now to put me on that path and Yeah. yeah so the um to find something that can't be found, you must lose your way. That's exactly what that means. It's yeah. you know you have to go about it in a different direction. Yeah, if you get me. <laughs> yeah, no, I do. But it gets quite like a, it's almost like a spiritual kind of idea too. That like you have to. I think it's in the Bible. You have to only the lost can be found, or something like that. Uh, something like that. Yeah. Something like that. I'm not. I'm not 100% sure. There's a line in Fight Club like that as well. It's like only when you've lost everything are you free to do anything. True. Yeah. There's a, a a line in the Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh huh. To find something that's lost, you have to be lost. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah, it's a bit of like sur- surrender and or whatever. Yeah, that's good. Something, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, uh, dark so thoughts. Dark thoughts. <laughs> I really, I think, like the, the this track. I think you did a really good job with like the kind of atmosphere of it and everything. It's very uh, sinister. Yeah, there's mm. like there's the one. There's like, there's like screams on it, and are, yeah. maybe like whispering stuff and all on it. I so yeah, the chorus is whispered. Yeah. Production's really mm. cool in this one. Really enjoyed that. Um, I I had, as I told you before, I built the track. Yeah. Um, all the tracks, and this is one of the tracks I built back in June, and I, I had already incorporated the screams in the track. Okay. Ah, oh, that's interesting. Um, so, like, I didn't have anything wrote for this until I think it was mid-August. Hmm. Um, so the track was there and I listened to it over and over and like all, obviously whenever you hear the track, like that's all you hear is evil. Yeah. <laughs> it's just pure evil. And I think whenever I started to write to this track, kind of got extremely sinister and I didn't actually know why. You know what I mean? Obviously, the track sort of leads you that direction anyway. And I couldn't help but think, you know, we we all go through um, a kind of dark stage 
of you know we talked about it earlier you know the thoughts of death but yeah also like you know as much as people don't want like, to believe you know what i mean like you, you you get these images of hate in your mind that you know somebody has done wrong on you and yeah you can't it's like uh young talks about the the shadow mm-hmm. it's like you oh have, yeah you, have to, you mm-hmm. have to um if you don't like acknowledge the shadow then like you can it's why people can have like breakdowns and stuff because it's like you obviously you you want to believe you're all good and everything but then the shadow will inevitably raise its head at some point and if you haven't learned to that that's a if you haven't accepted that as being part of you it can be really sort of almost traumatic i suppose uh, most kind of definitely feel, yeah is what I, kind of what i thought got from this track i so basically the whole inside of your mind is the voice that's in your head you know yeah that, that's something me and thomas talked i've mentioned before in the podcast it's a mm-hmm. quote i heard which i can never remember where it came from but I'm I'm glad I learned it anyway, which mm-hmm. is you're you're not the voice in your head; you're the one that's listening. Yeah. So it's acknowledging the fact that, you know, if if you don't take power away from the dark thoughts, then the dark thoughts become you. Yeah. And that's where the song developed. You know what I mean? Because they'll they'll eat you from the inside out. And then yeah. that's what you believe. So that's that's exactly like that. Whenever, if anybody's listening and they listen to this track, that's exactly what you're going to get from this track. It's yeah. pretty. It's pretty black and white. Like, yeah, you know. But it, yeah, it's but like going into that again. It's like it's like you kind of have to. It's good to acknowledge that basically. Yeah, you have to you have to acknowledge the fact that um, anger is one of the emotions that we all feel, yeah. and if anger is not dealt with in the correct way, um, it can turn sinister. Uh, and, and anger is just fear pointed outwards, as yeah. I heard someone say. <laughs> That's very good. I never heard that before. Um. I think anger and, a lot of the times is a, is a feeling that like I think anger comes from not dealing with other emotions properly sometimes uh, especially uh sadness yeah it's like if you deny or if you if you don't want to believe you're the kind of person that can be sad or whatever yeah then you become angry you mask pain with anger Uh, and the the pain of, you know, a loss or a sudden death uh, can create an emotion. Especially, uh, again, and this is going to be a, a, a sidetrack. So here we go. Welcome to sidetracks. <laughs> um, emotions that, especially in men, um, like feeling emotional people assume that it's you're sad or you're going to cry and generally yeah, it's like we it, sadness isn't allowed but anger is yeah um and a lot of the time when 
you're grieving and the grieving process uh sadness is or sorry should i say sorrow is the first mm. thing that should be dealt with yeah uh, with extreme care because if sorrow does not come out i.e shedding tears releasing the emotions that's in your body De- dealing with it yeah dealing with it then the sorrow becomes anger because you haven't released it from your body yeah you haven't like sorrow is the pr- is you processing it mm-hmm. and if you don't Fact. then yeah you've got anger instead because you haven't dealt with and most i'm not going to say all because i'm not including myself in this because i cry a lot uh most men find it shameful like, or be for shamed for for crying <laughs> um and it's it's like well you know men have feelings too but like you know what i mean what we have to have this tough exterior and we have to be angry all the time the reason why we're angry all the time is because we don't cry enough so um uh, i think anybody out there that's going through tough times uh don't be scared to show your sorrow and emotion because it will help pass pain easier yeah i think like anyway something that something i've definitely learned is like the the power of being vulnerable like true strength is being able to be vulnerable mm-hmm. and like i've seen a segment fraud quote that really summed that up well is like out of your vulnerabilities will come your strength mm-hmm. that's good I, I like think that. it's important, like, that to be said for a good cry. And, like, I'm, I'm glad that you. Oh, man, I cry all the time at anything. <laughs> and, like, if people saw images of me, they see this fucking big fucking guy looks tough. But, like, I'm a big softie. Like, I love yeah. a good cry. Like, Well, I've got two recommendations for you then. So if you want to have a good cry. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Uh, great movie. I watched uh, Thunder Road, mm-hmm. and it's a uh, can't remember his name now, but he's like the writer and director and everything of it. And it's like um, it's 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 about that kind of thing we're talking about. Like his mum dies, and then he can't quite deal with it, and he's a policeman and all. So it's like quite it's addressing that kind of masculine kind of role and everything. Mm-hmm. And it masculine. starts off. Mm-hmm. It, st- it starts off with like um, it's his mum's funeral. And it's called Thunder Road because she loves like Bruce Springsteen and she loves that song. And it's at yeah. her funeral and he's prepared like a dance that he wants to do and he puts on the track and he's like dancing in the front of the funeral, like the the people and he's like breaking down. And it's just like it's so vulnerable and so raw and it's cringy, but it's class. Mm-hmm. And the whole movie is just uh, it's brilliant. I I like at the end of it I was weeping there was like tears falling onto the floor in my room where i was watching it yeah. <laughs> but i was like mm-hmm. smiling at the same time it was just pure like release is amazing and so, another one was a, a documentary called the work have you heard of that oh uh, you were telling me about this and i still haven't watched it was i on about this yes i have this is definitely in a message i, I think i probably brought it up on this podcast before but sure i'm going to it again uh, it's worth repeating I go for it and it's it's like a group therapy session in a prison in America, and once a year they have people from the outside come in. Yep. And um, 
yeah like i like it was like 20 minutes in and i was already in tears and i was crying for like the whole thing pretty much because it's again it's like it's a hyper masculine environment they're all prisoners and like that's the first person like he's he's in like a, a gang and he he admits that he hasn't like processed the death of his sister he hasn't mourned properly and then he starts crying and then like but then you see him like start realizing that he's in prison and he can't be expressing his emotions and he starts like fighting against it and all it's just it's so powerful but like those are the kind of like i said this to to people before it's like those are the movies that i think we should talk to each other about it's like i'd rather hear you tell me the movie that you that made you cry than like oh yeah i watched uh i don't know some action or i don't i don't know you know what i mean it's like whenever you can admit to being vulnerable like that that's when that's when you've got my interest it doesn't matter what film i'm watching there's a point in that film that i'm going to cry that's great. And that's like that's the God's honest truth. Like, man, I could be. Oh, I watched uh, the Iron Giant recently. I had a cry at that too. <sighs> a lot of Pixar movies make me cry, actually, <laughs> and like animated I know, but that's stuff. What, that's what they're meant to do, man. They're meant to hit yeah. you right in the. Um, I, Bypass I, all that thoughts <laughs> and go straight to the emotions. It doesn't matter if it's sad or happy or both. Like yeah. I'm, I'm involved in it. Like if I, if I'm in it, like I, I never thought this. That's what right? you want. Like I thought visual representation would, would you know, we were talking about books earlier on. I read, um, oh, what's it called? I think it's like the Woman of Primrose Square or something like that. That sounds familiar, um, actually. And. Like I was reading this book and I was like, Why why am I crying? Like I'm reading words. <laughs> I'm, I'm like this is this shouldn't be happening. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Mm, that's just, that's just incredible. Can, I didn't can do that to you. And it was the emotions that the characters were going through because I think in some way you relate. It may not be, you know, first hand. But like it's like I feel, I kind of feel your pain because you know yeah. I can kind of feel what you're going through, and I think that's you know if you accept that, you know that's I suppose that's the base of all your emotions. Doesn't matter what you're doing or what you're watching or what you're reading. You know what I mean? If you can somehow put yourself in that person's shoes and feel that kind of pain yeah. that they're going through, or at least in some way associate with what they're going through then i suppose that makes the human aspect of you know how you can get in touch with your emotions a lot more yeah and even like touching like that i think that's like i try to consciously live my life like that even like of being able to understand what people go through all the time you know like i've got a i really don't like unnecessary sort of categorizations of people because once you start doing that people become yeah. other yeah. you know like say politically aligned or even like religion or something mm-hmm. so if i notice that i'm like it's like oh you're you're wrong for thinking that or whatever then i try to like readjust and be like okay hang on that's still a person who like has reasons for feeling that way mm-hmm. um and if art or movies can help you empathize with someone that isn't real then Hopefully you can 
do it with, with someone at Israel as well. I think it helps too with, you know, obviously being creative, um, in a sense where we're, whenever we're writing songs, um, yeah, you have to, uh, what's the word? You have to be in touch with all emotions, like, you know what I mean? Because yeah. we write songs about being sad. We write songs about being happy. We write songs about being angry, you know, and in some way, you know, like Chester Bedingfield. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, as much as there was a lot of controversy around how he died and all the rest, like he was he was a massive writer of hyper theory and like like all the songs within that album like you know what i mean are extremely touching yeah to the emotions and how people um they shield they put the shield up because they feel that it's the only thing they can do because nobody else will accept them because they're vulnerable, as you said. They're like extremely vulnerable, but we need to put the shield up because people are going to judge me for being feeling this way. Exactly how it is. Yeah. It's shit. So I think if anything's to go by here, like it doesn't matter how big a man you think you are there's something in there that's going to fucking make you break down. And if you're not in touch with your emotions properly, then a lot of anger is going to be built up. Yeah. And that's where dark thoughts is based around. (laughs) (laughs) Brought it back. (laughs) Went on a sidetrack and then we're back on the the main track. (laughs) The main track of the (laughs) sidetracks. Now we're on to your life. Aye, my life. Um, very delicate subject of a song. Yeah? Yeah. Um, I have a note here that I... I really like the instrumentation on this one. I think there's like a cool wee... This is the song that I sounds had. sounds like a guitar part or something. I don't know what it actually is. Or is it going to be like, do-do-do-do-do, kind of thing? Uh, it's all sense. Sense, is it? Mm-hmm. Well, something stood out to the point where I needed to make a note. <laughs> anyway. Uh, this is the song that I was talking about earlier when I was like, I had the song wrote, and then I was like, I need to sing. I need somebody to sing on this. Oh, okay. So this is the and song. Is there, is, there, is there singing on this one? Oh, yeah. It goes on. Ah, uh, yeah. But you sing on every day too, don't you? Every day, yeah, I sing on that as well. Spoilers. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> um, I so uh, I'm not going to go into too much detail about this song. Uh, okay. I'll let, I'll let people make up their mind because... Let it speak um, for itself. There is uh, a few points in my life that are very personal and um, 
probably over the next month or so, I will be maybe maybe doing something to rectify some of the stuff that I'm talking about in the song. But okay, uh, I don't I don't want to delve into too much detail because I don't want to say too much that can't be taken back. If you get what I mean. Okay. But I'll just say something. So, um, on, what on I will say is, is uh, go on. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, not really related to the song, but to to kind of what you're talking about. Like, you're not really willing to go into it. I was going to say, like, I find that a lot when I write a song. It's like I'll write I write a song and then realize, looking back, it's like, geez, I got wild fucking <laughs> personal. This is like I'm not even sure mm-hmm. if I'm willing to talk about this, but I've went and writ- wrote a song about it anyway. <laughs> do you do you find that a lot? Oh no. When I wrote this song, I knew what I was writing about. I knew exactly what I was talking about, and I, I needed this song to go out. This song nearly didn't make the cut, um, but I couldn't let it go because I was just like, no, you know what? This is the kind of song that needs to be released because, yeah. you know, some of the stuff that I'm talking about in it, um, people that... Um, people that know me and have known me for a long time will understand some of the stuff that I'm talking about. Or maybe not. Maybe they won't understand it. Maybe it's just me fucking thinking outside my own brain. But I would say probably by January or February time next year, if some of the stuff that I've wrote about in this song isn't sorted out, I'll tell you in full detail exactly what the song is about. How about that? Okay, we'll, we'll get you back on for that then. <laughs> I'll definitely be on before that, but like. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, well, no, I, I just meant like, because sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll find I write a song and yeah, it'll be that same kind of thing. It's like, I'll write it and I'll be like, oh, I definitely have to this out, but I, I'll re- it's like, I won't be thinking about it at the time, how sort of personal that I'm getting. And then I'll be done and then I'll be like looking over it and I'll be like, fucking hell, I've is this am i sharing too much and but then usually when i have that thought it's like well that means i have to share it oh yes agree this is why i didn't this is why this song is still on the album yeah i i contemplated over and over and over and over no you know what it's i think it's time i think it's time that one of these songs is heard because it's there's a reason you wrote it too i think is what you kind of realize you're like well i fucking it's like you're Maybe you're some some higher part of you realize that there was a that you needed to get it out, and then your kind of more logical brain is like maybe I don't know if I should, <laughs> but I think you kind of have to no, it's, it's instinctual it's, part of you. It's that uh, fear, uh, anxiety, yeah. and all that part of my brain that's like no, don't do this, don't do this, and and the other part of brain one this time it's like nah you know what this song's going out and realistically i can probably pull the song before it's actually released but i'm not going to do that and they're often the ones that people will really respond to as well yeah but anyway we'll go on to my favorite track i think i think is one time i think so yeah and i've actually made a note because I, I've written down time and underlined it because we've talked about time a lot <laughs> in this recording. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed. 
Uh, not really, but yeah, I agree. No, it's, it's been a it's been a theme. I think probably mainly because we're because of this year and everything. But it's also mm-hmm. uh, you talk about stuff that like is is stuff that I talk about a lot and like using time and yeah, it's mm-hmm. just it's just a, a a subject that I dwell a lot on. And also, I really like uh, I've made a note too that like I've noticed it's like in I think from this point on the album kind of shifts down a gear a little bit and kind of slows down. And I think actually mm-hmm. this Except second for imagine. Half, yeah. Except for imagine. Uh, it's, but, uh, it's, it's, af- it's after time. We'll talk about that after. Yeah. But I think this, I think weirdly this whole second half of the album I like more, which is good because I don't, I hate when like you're listening to an album and it's all, it's completely front loaded. It's like all the best tracks are to start and then you're in your second half and you're like, mm-hmm. it's all shit. So it's nice to hear an album where I'm like, oh, the second half is, I think, my my favorite half. But yeah. That's funny. That's funny. That is funny because I would have said the first half is the best half. Okay. Well, there you go. That's great then. So it's, it's really good feedback to hear that. So yeah, I, that's I think, good. Like, I really like, yeah, I like this, really like this track for the lyrics and the instrumentation. I really like the, the sound of it and everything. It's really cool. Is this one of the ones that you wrote way in advance as well, musically, or? Um, so time and my shit was both recorded in May. That's they were interesting because, yeah, I think both they have of those a, were recorded. Yeah, they're kind of they have a similar vibe. I think both of them. Yeah, they were both uh, recorded. Uh, way previous to the rest of the songs. Okay. Way previous. Uh, there was a lot of. Uh, there's, a bit, there's a bit more of an organic kind of sound to both of them, I think. Um, I would say more of a natural hip hop sound to those yeah. two songs than the rest of the album. Which might be why I like them yeah. so much. <laughs> mm. I would. The reason why. Uh, for the majority of the album, uh, it's kind of heavy synth, eight oh eight kind of driven. Yeah, had you been watching a lot of uh, Stranger Things? I haven't watched it at all. <laughs> I just uh, I found a new synthesizer that I was working with. Okay, on, and I kept finding new sounds and new sounds, and I was like, "Ah, oh, that's oh, cool! This, yeah, this would be great." So that's great. The too, reason when you my... find something that really, when you find a sound or whatever that influences, yeah, or that inspires you to create stuff from it, that's always a nice feeling. Oh, most definitely. And as I say, I started to learn a hell of a lot more about tracking and building tracks and. Whenever I found the synthesizer, I was just, oh, it was just like, oh, yeah, here we go. <laughs> and every time I went to find, like, I was going through sound banks and the synthesizer was just uh, class. So that's the main reason behind it. this. This album could have been called All the Synths. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely really enjoyed that. So Apart from time and my shit, the 
rest of the album is all based around the same synthesizer but different sounds yeah. clearly okay so tell tell us about time then um so it's about time, time. <laughs> is it's about time hey <laughs> um time uh was written about a time in my life where i thought that everything was going to end if I didn't follow um, I don't know the same path as what I thought everybody wanted me to mm. to follow yeah um, I think a lot of people get stuck in that it was a it was a case of whenever I was seventeen, seventeen, um, uh-huh. I was uh, like I got into this relationship and I was with this girl for six years and at the end of it, like you know, whenever you're with somebody for six years, you know, people are like, oh. You know, you have a good thing going, blah, blah, blah. But, like, I wasn't happy. Um, the relationship wasn't happy. Um, and life wasn't going the way that it was... The way that I had envisioned it going. But I thought I had to continue on this path to keep everybody else happy. Mm. Whether it made me sad or not. And time really justifies the whole lot of this because I was getting eaten up inside and it was only a matter of time before the emotion did not get enough airtime. Yeah. There's a philosopher I found uh, from Belfast. I've been really enjoying from, from Belfast. Of, yeah, he's called Pete Rollins. I've just been I found him on a podcast, and I've just been looking him up and find him and like of him talking on different podcasts and stuff. But one of the things he talks about yeah. is this idea of like a uh, crisis, and it's like crisis happens all the time. Like, so say you're talking about, we'll take you mentioned relationship as an example. Yeah, it's like if you're having problems in a relationship, that crisis is happening whether you address it or not, but you can't do anything about it unless you bring it up and deal with it. And that can be the hardest part. I think a lot of the time it's like to sort of take the reins like you're you're talking about. It's like people are... Mm-hmm. I think too, like especially with the relationships, it's like it's such a driving force in people's life to like be in a relationship and be happy. And it's so hard to take, to have the courage to be like, here, this isn't working. And I want to be happy, but I'm not because mm-hmm. society's already dictated you that you've you've got the thing that should be making you happy, and it can be very hard to to take control again. It, I think what my biggest fear was it was making other people unhappy, and their happiness came before my happiness. And the thing is, uh, the only way you can actually really positively impact people's lives in a genuine way is if you are happy 
Yeah, but it's it seemed at that time in my life, you know, I was fucking really young at that stage, you know. Yeah. Um, and it was like, you know, I'd been with this person for six years, and it yeah, was that's, like that's tough. You know, uh, you know, I was you you were practically fucking married to this person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Obviously, there was no ties completely but you know you knew their whole family you know their whole yeah. family you'd met them all at different events and you know you'd grown very fond of certain people and all the rest and I think the biggest thing about it was when that all finished everything else finished as well you couldn't you know you weren't just ending a relationship with one person you were ending yeah. a relationship with an entire family of yeah. people that you had just met. Like, so one entire part of your life that had been for six years was now gone. So I think the big thing about this song was, you know, the result in that fact was it opened me up to the fact that, you know, it's not the be all and end all anymore. If you're not happy, especially in a relationship that is not making you, are not, you're not happy in, you know, but the th you can. And the thing is too, like, you think you're doing it for the other person's benefit as well. But if you are actually being honest, and yeah, you actually are benefiting them too, because they don't want to be in a relationship with someone who doesn't want to be in a relationship either. So it's like it's easy to get caught in that trap of like. I I can't end it because it'll hurt them, but actually you are hurting them by not communicating how you really feel too. Yeah, because every single day you put on a fake face. Yeah. And that's like that's the sad reality. You know, you're forced to put on like ima a, a, you imagine know, you present stayed in the lie. Imagine you stayed that in that relationship for another six years. And then you broke up and you told that person that, like, I actually haven't been happy for the last 10 years. Can you imagine the impact that would have on them? That their last, the last six years they spent you through was all a lie? That'd be horrible. It would have it ended, uh, that would have never happened. It would have. Yeah, but I'm just, I'm just saying, like, the, if, yeah. if, like, if you were driven by the, this need to, like, protect them, you actually wouldn't be. You'd mm -hmm. actually be doing more damage to them. I 100% agree, uh, but the sad reality that we live in, and we talked about this earlier about men being macho and not expressing their emotions. Yeah. And like we, we, and I'm saying we, I'm talking about me, I'm not talking about everybody. <laughs> um, what I was doing was I was pretending, I was being fake in a relationship that, you know, wasn't my whole 100% me. I'm happy. I was pretending to be that person and I couldn't live with the person that I was becoming. So it was time to move on. And if I didn't do it then, then there was, it was never going to happen. So. The song is based about, or based upon all of that, 
and that is the meaning of time because time will always heal. It may not heal, but you'll learn to live with it better. Yeah. What was the line in it about something about the past? Don't let the past consume you. Ah, yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. I just listened back there a wee bit myself. It was like, yeah, it's good, good lyrics. I liked mm-hmm. that, that one a lot. But I, I try to base it, you know, like that whole, you know, way he felt consumed by his thoughts. Dragged back to the old way. It's like, you know, it's it's trying to build that tension of, you know, how you're pacing and you're talking to yourself. Yeah. You know, but like so even like that whole... It's like ha- mm-hmm. having this like story that you or like this extra layer layer that you're saying now like adds to it. But like I didn't need to know any of that to still get something from it because it's quite a universal mm-hmm. thing that you're talking about in that in that one. Yeah, uh, there's a lot in it for everybody, and that's the reason yeah. why I wrote it because you know it it doesn't matter what scenario you ever find yourself in. You know, somebody's been through that scenario may not be yeah. exactly the same but in a similar way and time kind of proves to me that you know i've been in a few different scenarios that are similar but never in the same particular manner yeah if you get me yeah there's like universal kind of struggles that we all go through I think that's what we all oh. try to do too when we create stuff. It's like, because I had this idea of like creativity is so tied to empathy. Because like I had like I had a like I had this thing. It's like it's like what 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 separates like someone who is creative to someone who's not, and it's like this is the fact that they act upon those ideas that they have. But then I was like, but what's the is the reason that we act upon these ideas is because we realize how important it is to do so. Like we realize how important it is to share these things that we've gone through because we know that someone else is going through the same thing and we know how valuable it could be for someone else to hear our point of view or whatever. Most definitely. I, I definitely, cause, and this goes back to me talking about be trying to dissect songs. And what people are trying to hidden meaning, hi, yeah. hidden meanings and songs, because you know I find myself looking for meanings in people's verses, yeah, and where the pain is, because you want to, I know, yeah. uh, you want to compare, maybe or try to relate to why they're singing about these songs, yeah, or and. and and nine times out of ten, people are like, have probably went through it tenfold, and are I, feeling a hell of a lot worse than you'll ever feel. But they kind of relate to it because it's a similar situation. Situation, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, like you've you've made an album. So even if I look at that in like another way and be like, this person has gone out of their way to make an album. There's a reason that they've done this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, so like, 
you're you're right in like looking into these things. It's like it's like it's one thing to just have an idea and be like, that'd be a good song. It's like, but it's like if you've actually acted on that, it's like you've you've like we talked about resistance too. You've come against resistance, you've overcome it because you you know how important it is that you share this thing. Like, gonna be, like I'm sure people have ideas to do things all the time, but they don't come up with anything. So, like, there's a reason that you've been able to stick with it and realize that idea and produce, like, execute it. It's it's overcoming the anxiety, and people are going to judge you for feeling this. Way. Yeah, that's it. It's like you have those feelings of anxiety, but you've still been like, no, I still have to do it. That's just why, accept them. That's why there's. I think that's why all like it has such value because it's like, if you were just like, oh, I might do this, and then you like shit out a pure easy thing, then it wouldn't be valuable at all. But you've overcome all these obstacles to be like, I need to release this. I need to put this out in the world. You definitely, you know, most of pop culture is based around, you know, money and living a good life and people like to hear the joys and they like to relate to you know yeah i don't know fucking being happy you know what i mean yeah forgetting about forgetting about their day-to-day and getting away from all the bullshit that happens in life but you know when in the sad reality somebody makes a song about you know, the pain that's going on in their life and somebody listens to that track and relates to it. I'm going to say track again. Here we go. We should have a wee bell for this. <laughs> it's another episode of Sidetracks. <laughs> Sidetracks by Q90. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's an artist called NF. Have you ever heard of him? I don't think so, no. Hmm. So NF has um he's a christian rapper okay um, interesting and a lot of people and a lot of people will be put off by the fact that he's a christian rapper but he's not a he's not a spiritual rapper he doesn't rap about god he raps about all the pain and suffering that goes on in his life yeah and he has a great album called um mansions Mm-hmm. And the the whole album is completely. I actually think you would really, really, really. Um, I used. Yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued actually. Uh-huh. Just uh, by the idea of a Christian rapper sounds interesting. <laughs> the whole album, bar the last song, bar the last song. Because that's the last song he starts talking about God and all the rest, but like yeah. I suppose that's his his way of ending on a happy, yeah, um, ha- happy song. Uh, again, like it's only a, it's only mentioned a few times in the last song, but the last song on its own sort of stands out for me for well, that just, reason. But see the whole, see the very see the the title track of the album is called Mansions. It is. Yeah, one of the most incredible songs you'll ever listen to, in a sense that he personifies his own mind as a, as as every room is an emotion, 
or a past memory it's fucking okay. class man that sounds really cool yeah i was just gonna I, say i think like, you'd really enjoy that it's gonna say like i mentioned earlier like because me and thomas talk about god the odd time and like i mentioned earlier it's like i i i want to be able just from a personal point of view i want to be able to understand people from different point of view so if like if they are religious or they aren't I want to be in that middle ground to be like, I can, like, I don't want to write someone off just because they have a different belief than I do. Yeah. So, so the idea of a Christian rapper doesn't actually put me off at all. It actually makes me interested because I would like to know what that sounds like. (laughs) Here's a new album called The Search and it's fucking brilliant, but the, or sorry, apologies. The new album is called The Search, and it is a good album. But there's another one. It's called Therapy Sessions, and it's f- okay. It's in, it's a it's intense. Like it's intense. <laughs> I must look this guy it's, up. It sounds really fucking interesting. It's called N N F N F, and I think the his most famous album is called Mansions. But uh, Therapy Sessions, it, there's one in there. It, it, this guy went through a lot of pain and suffering in his life. Yeah. And he's actually really, 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 really big in America because he is such a massive following. Uh, again, I because... A, no, not even that. It's because a lot of people relate to the the pain and suffering that he kind of raps about. Yeah. And it's on a do- totally different level, man. I swear to God, whenever is you that, listen to it, you'll, you'll understand. Is that the one to start with, do you think, Mansions? Oh, definitely start with that album. Okay. There's, oh, man. Got that on my phone. I'm actually now, really so. jealous that you're getting listened to it for the first time. <laughs> uh, that's a good sign. Mm-hmm. That's always yeah. how, you know, it's, something's good whenever you're like, oh, you get to experience that for the first time. Mm, definitely. I'm... I'm um definitely jealous of that now because that is uh, i love it it's it's one of those albums that i always keep going back to to kind of ground myself um mm. because he he talks a lot about feelings and pain and how he deals with it and how he doesn't deal with it and oh man it's 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 actually aye, really good and anybody that's listening they should definitely go and listen to that album and then listen to all his other stuff as well because <laughs> it's just oh it's it because it, it just becomes it, and you can see why it becomes a community yeah so yeah anyway cool. sidetrack over <laughs> And that's another episode of Sidetracks. <laughs> We're going to have a full season worth of Sidetracks done by the end of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. So that was time. Imagine. The pendulum. I love this track. As I call it. Love, oh man, I love this track. I loved it whenever I made it. And I love yeah. it whenever I wrote it. It's like it's like mm. a slow pendulum tune. Yeah, ninety BPM. I could have knocked it up a couple of it's like BPMs, a, it's, but yeah, it's like a slow drum and bass track. 
it's uh-huh. interesting. Yeah, there's like the synth line reminds me of Pendulum a lot. Uh, whenever I whenever I was making it, that's all I could hear too. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, uh, whenever I uh, I I found the that note, it sounds like grunting noises. Wow! Wow! There's a lot of like. I love it. There's a lot of like uh, sort of shouts and stuff on it on the album. Was that were they were those like written into the songs or were they like ad when you were like, no they, after, they after were, the fact they were ad libs that were all added in as the tracks were being built uh, in the writing process. Okay, mm. so they were still like they were like you knew you were going to do them kind of thing. I didn't know I was going to do them until uh, I started writing to the tracks. It was kind of okay. Um, it, 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 I think it was more like added effect to yeah. the process, you know. There's a what song was it where you do like a kind of call and repeat thing, and then like the uh, I haven't listened to the album enough to like differentiate the tracks yet. <laughs> I just know, mm. but there's like I remember there's one where it's like. Uh, can't think of it. It's like you'll say something and then like the next line or there's a word then added on. It's got like a, a reverb on it. Or... Mm. Do you know what I'm on about now? Right. Um, I think you m- may be talking about Occupying Space. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, there's there's two or three songs that there's kind of call and response. Um, My Life was a call and response. For the Could first part life. of the, uh, it's like one. sitting in his chair. Mm. Oh yeah, that was, I think that was that one. I. Yeah. Uh, that's my life. Uh, okay. That's yeah. that the the reason the reason for like, that. Did you, did you know you were going to do it on that one before? Like, uh, yeah, like the way the, a... or like the the way it's performed. Did you know you were going to do it like that? Oh yeah, that's the way I wrote that song. Cool. Because, um, the reason why I wrote it like that is. Um, whenever I was writing the song, I was constantly battling between my right now, my right now person, and my subconsciousness. That mm. was like, you know, how are you actually feeling about writing the song? So it was like, yeah, I'm sitting in this chair. So you you were writing it so with, many with tears, two voices, no more. Yeah, pretty much. That's cool. It's like. If you're sitting in the chair and then there's somebody like standing around you, it's like, mm. you know, telling you something else. Um, the first, the first person uh, time is like that as well. Um, I think that's a because... good accomplishment to have, actually. Because like, that was definitely the feeling I got. So I think like if you can be, I think you can be happy in the fact that like those ideas that you had have come across because that was definitely how I felt listening to that too Mm. um... going back to like the operating in a hierarchy or whatever like it's one of the things you have to do when you release something is like you don't have control over it anymore so I'd always focus on what if you set out to do what you accomplished and from 
from just what you said, what your intent was and my experience and yeah. what I got sounds like the same thing. So I think mm-hmm. you've done done the job. <laughs> uh, well, you know this, and before we go any further, like, um, to be quite honest, I have put a lot of time and effort into creating the album and I'm extremely happy how the whole album turned out. And to be quite honest, I've if I'd never released the album, I would still be extremely happy by the way it turned out. But that's great. Reg- regardless of how it is perceived or received by anybody listening to it, mm-hmm. I hope that they get something from it, and I hope that they can, you know, find a message within it because there's a lot of differentials between the songs and the meanings behind the songs but if people listen to the album be like oh that's fucking shit you know i'm not too bothered like you know what i mean that's you're you're entitled to your opinion yeah and i'm, well, I'm that's, not that's really bothered. Like that. that's that's the kind of way you have to look at anything you create like that because once it's out you no longer have control of it but you've clearly like i i can tell from listening that, that like you've put a lot of work in it so as long as you're happy with it now then that's all that's that's the ultimate oh, accomplishment i'd be extremely happy by the way that it's turned out absolutely um i couldn't and, and i think you should I, be. I, I, I had to stop because whenever whenever i got like the last song that i done was every day which is the final track and when I done that track, I was like, right, that's it. You know, you know, you've, you know, I was just like, there's no more that I can say here yeah. without starting to repeat myself. I yeah. was like, I'm not going to ramble on for another two or three songs about the same topic. I was like, right, yeah. I have 10 songs here and they're all based around the same thing, but in different context. Yeah, and I was like, "Enough's enough. Let's put the lid on it now, and let's, <laughs> yeah, you know, let's fix what we have and get it out there because I just want people to hear it. Yeah, because it it means so much to me that somebody out there somewhere will find the meaning in it as well. You know what I mean? Yeah." And that was another thing I was going to say, like, whenever I listen to it, it feels like, like your, your voice is very clear in it. And I don't mean like your literal voice, but I mean, like, when I listen to it, I'm like, this is like, I'm having a conversation with Patty. Yeah. And, which I think is great. It's like, it's like, I think we've talked about some of these things before and I can hear your intention and everything really clearly in it. And I think it's actually really fitting in a way that we're doing this podcast on it now too, which is like an extension of the conversation. Hopefully. Because because it's such like I can hear the conversation in the album. It's like mm-hmm. I feel like it's suitable for us to have an extra conversation to get in a little bit of deeper and continue the continue the narrative of it in a way. If that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. Um because anybody that knows me and knows me well knows that 
you know, I'm not very shy of, of speaking about, you know, how I feel about certain things. Uh, yeah. And generally it's about feelings, you know, and I generally be very open about how I feel because yeah. for a long period of time, um, I was scared to. Yeah. And what, once I got over that barrier, I was just like, you know what? I'm an emotional guy and I like to show my emotions. So if you like that yeah, man. kind of thing, I'm your, I'm your friend, you know? Exact same kind of trajectory I've been on. <laughs> it's like I've mm -hmm. had to overcome that unwillingness to share and now maybe I do it too much, but sure. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's exactly what I think. <laughs> that's exactly, exactly how I feel and how I as well. But at the end of the day, that's how it's going to be. And anybody that ever meets me and, you know, if you're, if you're within that circle, you know, you're going to get the real me. If you're not within that circle, then you're going to get the outskirts. You're not going to get the full story because, you know. But now you can just listen to this album and get the real you. Exactly. <laughs> And then we'll talk conversations about it. Um, yeah, so was there anything else you want to say about Imagine? Imagine Imagine was one of my favorite tracks because whenever I was writing it, I was just like, all the stuff that needs to be said about, you know, exactly how it's meant to be like all the stuff that I'm saying then there's like uh, what's the word it happens on a day to day basis mm -hmm. but people are so scared you know imagine winning without struggle the tears are the loss you know what I mean like you could win on a daily basis you you can do all the things that I'm saying in here that is imaginary, but it's ha you know if you change your mindset, these things will happen. But most people don't, and they just believe that it's only a dream. And that's it. That's the basis of that song. All the stuff that I'm saying in there, it's like this could happen if you really fucking want to change your mindset and believe that you're going to be something or you're going to create something that's going to be something. Mm -hmm. If you get me. Nice. They're all achievable imaginations. <laughs> 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 nice. They're all achievable. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get to my shit with just anger. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that sound too. And going back to what you're yeah. saying about like, you know, uh, my shit and time were written separately. I think I probably, I think yeah. that's probably beneficial to the, the flow of the album to have like, to have those ones that were most of the time where you exploring that one instrument and then to have the wee different like time and my shit to break it up yeah. sound wise. I think it all f makes the whole thing better in a way. It, like it makes those songs better. And it makes the other songs mm -hmm. better by having that bit of contrast. Oh, totally, totally. Um, 
the uh, and it's a, it's cool like too because you're, you're like whenever you're writing them i'm sure that wasn't on your mind at all but it's it's cool like whenever you put it all together and realize how well isn't it whenever i wrote my shit man uh i was having a conversation with uh john uh-huh. and we were talking about is he an ill mind a couple of, <laughs> yeah he's an ill mind <laughs> shout out to ill minds we were we were talking about how you know again probably going to start the backtrack and stuff that i'm saying but um if no backtracks only sidetracks if we're going to (laughs) if you're going to do something you know do it in your own way you know you don't have to do it like everybody else is doing it you know what i mean there's many ways of uh doing or achieving goals and you know somebody might achieve them quicker than somebody else but you know people have different paths and all that and we were talking about how people perceive other people's music so i'm not going to mention any names because i don't really want to talk to l about any other hip-hop artists because i believe no, so we're, they're all we're here to talk thing. about your music um but there was this one guy who is he's making a lot of noise and he's doing uh, what i see is a really good thing for uh-huh. hip hop uh i'm not going to say that he's the best that i've ever heard but i'm going to say that you know he's doing it we're talking about Kanye and yeah. I'm talking about Kanye West, yeah, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But people were getting ripped in them because, you know, they were saying, you know, you should be doing this and you should be doing that. Mm. And like he is, this guy is out doing all of these people. So like he didn't have to listen to any single one of them. So the thing about can you, you know, tell me you're on about and I'll edit it out. Aye, so it's a an artist from Belfast. Okay, right, and he is, um, he's a hip hop artist. He's he's okay. I'm not going to okay. say he's great. He's he's good at what he does, but he but he's getting loads of he's publicity, the, was he? he Aye, he has he has like fucking twenty thousand followers on Facebook. Okay. And like he has nearly half a million views and some of his fucking videos and, and his songs and stuff we got there. They're they're not good songs, but like he relates to the people of Belfast. Yeah. But like all these other fucking artists are coming out and be like, Oh, you know, shouldn't be doing this and you shouldn't be doing that and like these guys don't have half not i'm not even going to they probably don't even have a fucking tenth of what he has going for him and in a social media spectrum or views or follower spectrum like he might not have the ability to make great songs but like they seem to be working for him you know what i mean they're gonna be judging like so my shit is based upon you know, you know, it really sickens my shit. You know, uh, it's it's the judgment of people that, again, 
they have no place to give you judgment because like yeah. who the fuck are they to say what's right and what's wrong? So like people only judge Eminem because they aren't Eminem. <laughs> Who's Eminem? <laughs> Eminem and M. <laughs> <laughs> I like Eminem. He's my friend. <laughs> Is he? I, I remember yes, Smarty Man myself. He uh, he said he didn't want to work on the album because he didn't want to take up take away from the fact of how good it was. <laughs> he didn't want you to show him up. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "I know when I'm beat, lad." <laughs> right. Hold up. Behave yourself, Patty Moan. It's a, t- it's a title track next, is it? It is by. Oh, I wanted to say, oh my shit, there's like a cool, is it a Rhodes effect? Rhodes, Rhodes piano? Mm-hmm. Yeah. On my shit. Sounds it's well the, nice. It's the call and response of the two bass. It's like mm. a Rhodes piano. Aye, the bass line's Aye. lovely too. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. Really like the instrumentation mm. on that one. Yeah, very nice. Uh, thanks. I I appreciate that. I that was probably one of the best tracks I've ever built ever. Yeah. Out of all yeah, the like tracks that, that, that was, I've made. That's something I was curious about. Like like the, the musical influence. What was there anything in particular or was it just whatever whatever is coming out? Or can you like point to, to something quite, in particular? To be quite honest, um I I don't know myself. Um, yeah, that's fair. S- somebody, some somebody could maybe look at it and go, "Oh, were you listening to this, or were you doing this, or were you doing that?" And yeah. I might go, "Oh, yeah, it was." Or, but um, whenever I built these tracks, I was just in a zone. Yeah, uh, it was just like you know, I I don't know exactly if there was any, um reasoning behind my yeah. instrument choices and stuff i think i think it was pretty much random and yeah just whatever i liked at that time yeah and that's my honest answer yeah no that no that's that's a, i think that's a very valid answer because like i think there's something that i realize and, and i think it's the kind of thing that you, you have to be playing music for a while to understand like when i was younger I would have tried to sound like a specific band, maybe. Maybe I was listening to loads mm-hmm. of Green Day and Nirvana, and I'd be like, oh, well, I'll make songs that sound like that. Just an example. Yeah. But now I've realized that you don't really get to choose the music that you make or whatever it is you create. It's like all you can do is absorb everything that, like, that, like, moves you, that, that, like, that you love. And then whatever comes out, it's not really up to you. It's just whatever you've taken in over the last few years or whatever. Like, because people will, like you said, it's like someone else might tell you what that sounds like. And we get that when we play gigs too. It's like, oh, you sound like this band or whatever. And it's like, yeah. well, I'm just doing, it's like once you... I didn't really notice that. Yeah. Yeah, it's like once you can let go of what you're quote unquote trying to sound like and just, trying to sound like yourself then that's when you're on the under the good stuff and it sounds like that's what you've done you've had you've had no one no one in mind except what sounded good to you and i think that's the 
that's kind of the goal. That's um, the only thing I will say about uh, bar the two tracks that we were talking about there, my shit and time. Um, I was heavily um sucked into like cinematic um composing and stuff like that. Mm. Um, which yeah, that's what I was saying about um dark thoughts. That's very yeah. like a- atmospheric and cinematic. I think it's really well realized. Like, and there's like definitely a lot of like time. there's 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 a lot of cool wee things that you've done in the tracks where it's like there's the main kind of melodies or bass lines or whatever, but there's often a wee thing in the background or whatever that's adding to the cinematic feel or whatever way you want to call it. Yeah, it's like the sound design. Sound design, yeah. Mm. Um, um, because there was a stage whenever I um built the studio and I was like, you know, what am I going to do with the studio? Like, you know, uh, I really like to do sound design and stuff like that there and composing and I would say I would say that has an adverse effect on quite a few of those songs because whenever you listen to them they're all kind of cinematic esque. Yeah. Uh and if you really strip them bare from vocals and just listen to the tracks themselves, you would probably hear and that's probably something I might do at some stage is maybe strip them strip them of the vocals and, you know, maybe submit them to you know I don't know, some forms for films. And see and maybe maybe that's stuff. why I maybe that's why I had the the Maybe that's why I mentioned um, Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Because it, it's like... I've yeah, been told they watch this show. I must watch but it. But it's like, there's just, it's got like, it kind of re... I've only seen the first season. But... No, it kind of re... Uh, revives that like 80s synth sound. And like that mm-hmm. sound comes from people like John Carpenter, who would have scored his, his own movies with like, dark synth sounds and everything so yeah that's that's the connection there clearly if you're going for cinematic sounds and it's like synthesizing that's the that's the connection there yeah we worked it out (laughs) Hmm. that's exactly right thing i would say because at that time i was kind of struggling to think you know what i'm going to do what i'm going to do studio you know i want to be just more than a artist i would like to be you know involved in film and sound design and all that there and like yeah as probably pleasant, as pleasantly surprised, surprised by the i don't know what i was expecting but <laughs> but yeah no i was really uh surprised by the kind of the, the depth and detail that you went into in the tracks it was really cool mm. it's not your average hip-hop album is it no it's not like yeah. Very cool. For your st- standard hip hop album, should I say? So we're on to the title track, are we? Yep. Occupying Space. Yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. I think this, uh, I really like like your flow on this one. It's got some, maybe, the, maybe my, or 
I was going to say the best rapping, but maybe just my favorite. Oh, I. Whenever I was writing the song, I like intentionally wrote it this way to suit, you know, the the gist of the way the the whole track flows. Yeah. Mm, it felt so good at the time. Nice. I'm glad I'm, I'm picking up on these things. Yeah. <laughs> mm, say. Time to see your work making moves and building bridges. Mm, yeah, definitely. It's just so, yeah, I, think... it. I love that every 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 little break and pause. It's just like, phew, just all fitted nicely. But yeah, it reminds me. I saying like when it's chatting day, I might like finish the this episode with a song. But I might actually just like put a few songs throughout. Maybe. Absolutely, that's okay. Yeah, no problem. Just to break things up and get people a get people the a wee taste while they're listening. Aye, that's okay. Aye, so um, I suppose for each track that we're talking about, you could play a wee snippet if you wanted. Like I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't mind. You know, that's you know, it all works. And then well, I might not put end, every track want... on. I might, I might like put a track at the start and the middle and the end. But if there's any ones mm-hmm. that you want people to hear specifically, I can do it too. Uh, no, man, as I say, that decision is up to you. The, the yeah. tracks are being released on the on the 6th of November for everybody to hear. Yeah. Um, the promotional side of things is... Mm. If we can like coordinate with the release of this episode too, we could do it like the week before or something to like a, a something for you to share like, or something as well. Ah, it's it's um, because the week before the album is being released, it can be, um, you know, you can like uh, pre 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 buy, pre save or pre buy or whatever. Pre save so. on Spotify and everything. Ah, pre save yeah. on Spotify, and then yeah, it's like, ah, you know the way you can like buy it on iTunes like the week before yeah. before it's released and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But the, mm. uh, the reason I brought that up is because, like, when I was listening to this the album today again, this this track was one of the ones that I was thinking maybe it could be I might include in the in the episode because it's a, it's oh, a yeah. pigeon, it's a chicken for pigeon. a long for up until uh, the day that um I was going to upload the tracks. Occupying space was the second song in the album. <laughs> okay. And now it's the second last song. <laughs> I think I, th- yeah. I think that you've laid it out very well. Actually, I wouldn't change anything. Hmm. No, I, think I, know, I, right, I think it's in the right place. I um and I, I and I know we'll be moving on to every day. But whenever I wrote every day, I knew it was going to be my pen- yeah. penultimate track. Um, I think you have to have those it. things in mind. Like I noticed myself. Like I've pretty much got an album done now and it's like when, once you've got like a certain amount of tracks done then you do start thinking about those things it's like oh this album or this track goes towards the end or this track goes towards the start or whatever it's interesting like how your yeah. your sh- focus shifts a little bit did you know mm. when you were writing this that it was the title track or oh yeah I definitely yeah. did I yeah this, uh, this song was uh, extremely powerful whenever it was being written yeah. Mm. And I think that's why I had that feeling and of like, I should include this one somewhere. <laughs> the reason 
And they didn't send this song out with my press releases because um, I wanted people to, whenever they listened to the album, I didn't want them to know that the song was there. I want them, whenever they listen to the album, they're going to, they're going to head to the, um, I suppose, the title track and be like, oh, Occupying Space, what's this, what's this? And then because it's second last, you know, if they make their way through the album, they'll understand the path that I've chosen for the whole album. Mm. Okay. And, yeah. you know, whenever you're it's listening like a, to the album. It, it's like a sum up. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, I, and then every day is just like. I think it, every day was one of my strongest feeling songs that I wrote. Mm. So yeah, but occupying space to me, um, it was just like I need to, I, I need people need to hear what I go through on a daily basis to understand why I wrote this album and everything that I've wrote in this uh, song is based on personal experiences and that's as much as I'm going to say about it because whenever you listen to it you'll you'll just you feel it yeah no it's really good I think really really good no I I agree I think it speaks for itself Mm -hmm. pretty much yeah so we've got on, we, we just go on to every day. Yep. Love this song. I also love, love this song. <laughs> I, and I think it's, I, I think it ends the album really, really well. And like I was talking about at the start, how like the, the first track has that, this like optimistic kind of uplifting feel. And then it gets, yeah. turns dark then. But then this track mm. kind of brings it all back around again and makes the whole album kind of make sense, if that, if that makes sense. Mm. It's like it's, we get that we get that positivity again. And it like... I think, kind of fe- I think it feels like all, we're... Sorry, go ahead. I think all the positivity comes in the chorus and the summon, summing up of the album yeah. com- comes in the verses. And that's, and then the very last sort of little bridge that I do before the last chorus is just a simple reminder that, you know, people out there are suffering with um, serious anxiety and serious uh, mental health issues. And it's like, you know, you have to understand that it keeps getting brushed over and these people are still feeling pain and suffering. No matter how much we sing about it or rap about it or write about it, it it doesn't really change anything for these people. Like they they feel that way in general, but it keeps getting shunned as a problem that you know, nobody really cares about yeah. because you know they're they're not they don't feel that way. If you get what I'm saying, yeah. Like um, 
you know, like I, I just find this song to be like a really satisfying end. And like I mentioned when we when we were back when we were talking about the the like sort of the big change at the start of the album where it's like the the switch that happens, it's like this song kind of makes it all make sense in a way. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just I yeah, yeah, it's very very good. What's what's the thing you repeat at the end again? What's that line? Um, you can count on me now. Ah, that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's just great. Just repeat it over and over again at the end. It's really yeah. good. I think it's a uh, the reason why. You know, it's like the chorus is what it is. And at the end of the very first chorus, I say, you know, you can count on me now. You know? Yeah. And it's, there, there's nothing more to it. You know what I mean? It's like all the pain and suffering that I talk about in the verses is due to um, the all the stuff that we've talked about um, people living beyond their means, um, people trying to keep up with the Joneses, uh, people that believe that they should look, uh, dress, and be like other people, but are living on buttons, <laughs> and they and they're, you know swamped in debt to their fucking balls but yet they keep feeling as if they have to do these things and you don't like you know what i mean you don't and if you listen properly you know you hear this you know it leads to such a dark path but there's always somebody there willing to listen to what you have to say and somebody there that is willing to you know tell you you know you don't have to be that person you don't have to be in that state of mind you know you can still live a whole life or a full life and not be fucking rich and famous or luck yeah that kind of way you know yeah like we're yeah we're so um we're so programmed to like look towards the the thing that we don't have yet and i think like especially now it's so easy to to be like oh everything will be fine whenever we're out of this or whatever but like actually we have the tools all the time to to be happy if we just are willing to your mind, put in that man, effort your mind you know your mind that's a, that's a that's a, a very stoic thing actually it's like no matter what happens to you, that you always have your mind and you, that can't be affected. But it's also why it's so important to look after your mind too. De- definitely. You, you, have yeah. to, you have to believe in yourself. And the stronger that you start to believe in yourself, then the other things start to not matter anymore. Yeah, you know, but I think there's a there's a balance there too. It's you have to believe, but you have to be willing to to work as well. Oh, yeah, agree, agree. 
Um, like you can be like, oh, I, I, every day. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, it's like it can it can be easy to get stuck in the feeling that it's like, oh, I can do this, but if you never put in the effort to act on it, then nothing's gonna change either. And you do have the capacity to change, always. That's one thing you can mm-hmm. always control. You can't control how anyone else acts or behaves, but you can control what what you can do. You can't perceive the information that other people have. You can only do what you know is best. Mm. So if you have your mind set properly, then everything that I talk about in this album is very personal. Yeah. But also very universal. Exactly. But if people can take something from it and learn that, okay, you know, I can see what he's trying to do here. I can see what he's saying. And, you know, you invest in yourself, as we talked about at Mm -hmm. the very early stages. You know what I mean? Invest in yourself and progress to be better than yesterday then you're already winning in my in my books anyway yeah that's it i've i fucking uh one of the things i've been doing actually i've only started the last couple of weeks is i started doing like we drawings again but i did one there finished one yesterday and it was like a picture of Alice in Wonderland, but I wrote the quote on it. It's like, I can't go back to yesterday because I was a, d- a different person then. Mm-hmm. I think that's like Class. a really, I think like, I don't know, that quote I think is really good. It's like, it's like you should, it's like, because I don't know, I've noticed over the last while, it's like I keep trying to improve and change things. And like, I do feel like every day that like, I'm a different person to yesterday. And it's like, I think it's, and uh a line you said, like happiness is a journey. Was that it? Mm-hmm. Happiness is journey. Happiness is yeah. a journey, not a destination. And I think just life in general is like as long as long as you are journeying, as long as you're moving, as long as you're progression progressing, then great. There's not going to be, it, but also to remember that there isn't just going to be one point where everything's sweet. But as long as you're constantly making that effort to to move towards uh, a higher plane or a whatever, whatever that means. It's progressing to something better. Yeah. As know? long as you, yeah, as long as you're constantly on some kind of upper trajectory, then you're doing good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. You have to, you have to look at life as a, as a road. Like, you know, you can't, you you just don't stop at every achievement and be like, that's me. I've done it. You know? Yeah. You're There's you're no driving way. down the road and you, you've got two options. You can focus on where you're going or you can look out the window and enjoy the scenery along the way. And I'd rather do the second one. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> that's good. That's good. That's good. I'm going to write that into a song somewhere. Sweet. <laughs> I'll sing on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I we need to do more songs, eh? Yeah, man.
Mm. All right, man. I think I think that's probably time to wrap. Is it? We've been doing this for like three yeah. and a half hours, nearly. <laughs> I think at this stage. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's quarter past one now. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, um, that, thank I, you so much. I definitely. I I appreciate this. It, was I. great. It's good to mm-hmm. fucking catch up and check in and all that. And yeah, yeah, I'm really happy with that. We could probably uh, edit this whole thing down to the last hour. And- <laughs> <laughs> I'll get it edited down to a good, tight three hours. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, thanks so much. All Anything else you want to... Test breaks and all. Um, I appreciate <laughs> yeah. it. Anything um, else you want to say? I just want to say a massive thank you to everybody that was involved in the making of uh, Sidrex. (laughs) Nice. And check out uh, Q90 on Facebook. And where else are you? Q90 Studios. Q90 Studios on Facebook. Uh, um, And then you'll find the website. It's Q90. And then you'll find everything on there. If, uh, once you is get the, the album under Q90 or is it on the what's album, the album is out under? under uh the album is Q90 on Spotify and can so, so can you find that if you go on Spotify already uh no not until mm, not for another well not till next depends week depends on when what, what, <laughs> depends on whenever you're releasing this <laughs> uh, but it will be the week oh, before okay, well, so it'll be yeah I by the time like this comes the, out it probably will be able to find it yeah let me see I'll tell you now exactly what's coming out so the pre-release is on the 30th of October sweet so that's a a week before the album it will be there for pre-order. Okay, so we'll probably put this up around that time as well, just for mm. just to coordinate things. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. That's all right. That's all right. Sweet. Just let me know. Yeah. All right, man. Fucking thank you, and I love you. Oh, uh, thank you uh, very much for having me, and uh, we should do it again soon. Oh, we will. <laughs> Alright man, love you buddy. Uh you too. Alright. <laughs> Paching
situation if you find yourself lost it's time to start asking questions Every day is jumped to a problem no one knows what to 